0: Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asthma Core Studios near Detroit, Michigan. It's Unregimented. Gangsters, what's up guys? And now, here are your hosts. It's 262, I'm Chris. And I'm Rich. No, Aaron.
1: i being dad. i doing a family thing for Christmas. Yeah,
2: not ruining his children's Christmas. Time. <laughs> yes, right. Not, yes, not shitting on Christmas. Unlike some people who shat on a seven year old's Christmas on Christmas Eve. This is why, these are the things I think are funny about the president. Like that, I mean, I'm, there's, you go on Twitter, the sky's falling, you know, we're being plunged into chaos, you know, all that shit. But the pure comedy gold that Donnie John manages to spin on his own, not even realizing it, like, that shit on Christmas Eve was hilarious. Probably in b- top five trunk comedic moments.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, to say to a seven... Was it a seven-year-old kid?
2: Yes, a seven-year-old boy.
1: So so, so you still believe in Santa? Because at seven, it's kind of marginal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. And And uh, by the way, you want to tell him there's no tooth fairy? You want to tell him, you know... I think his parents on the other end of the
2: phone to kick the phone out of his hand as soon as he asked. As soon as he finished the thing, word Marginal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Jeez, I, I w- I, oh, sorry, I w- sir. We dropped the phone. What'd you say? <laughs> well, I mean, you figure if they're letting their kid talk, their seven-year-old kid talk to Trump, they're probably big Trump supporters. So they're probably like, hey, we're proud the president told our kid there's no Santa. Yeah. At least he takes the heat. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it is is—it uh, is amazing because Trump, it, he's hes funny in that way that a person's funny. Not when they think they're funny, but they say something so outlandish or so outrageous and everybody laughs and they kind of have to do a double take and look around the room. You know what I'm saying? Like you like could that. not
2: come up with this in a writer's room.
1: Exactly. Yeah,
2: yeah. You it's could have like, like Tina Fey, Amy Poehler... Like, I don't know, who else is a good
1: comedy writer? I don't know,
2: just, just, you know, the best comedy writers in a room together, they could not come up with
1: that. Yeah, that absolutely...
2: uh, I also think it it demonstrated a big thing about him that he's just, like, he can't get out of his own way. I think that was fairly on display with that as well. He's just one of those guys. No matter what, he's going to get in his own way dare him well, not I,
1: to it, it must be nice to have the cushion of a family's wealth to or the safety of a family's wealth to cushion the fall from not getting out of your own way because I can tell you growing up poor and getting in my own way quite a few times in my life uh, you don't bounce when you hit solid <laughs> you know, rock yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> you, just, you just hit it and lay there and, and go oh shit Am I going to make it through this one? <laughs> oh, okay. I am. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, and then you, you couple it with the whole, I don't, I can't, first of all, I can't even take the quote unquote government shutdown seriously. Like the, 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 the first day of the shutdown, the post office was still delivering. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, cause
2: they fund, uh, they're, they're funded on their own. They'll be fine.
1: Oh, okay. Well, here's, here's the big one. Um, I know our taxes are still being collected. Yeah, right? Still so, going to
2: be losing 25% of my money when I get paid.
1: Yeah, Uncle Sugar's going to get his cut, even if you know, he's not he's not doling it out to his minions. But, yeah, and then the whole thing with the, the, the press conference of, you know, no, I have the votes. No, you don't have the votes. Oh, him yes, and I Schumer and the Pelosi
2: all arguing, like they're yeah, on the playground? And-
1: and then, like him, and and you know, what was it? Pelosi said, "Okay, well, if the, if the, if the government gets shut down, it's going to end up being your fault." And he goes, "Okay, I'll take the, I'll take the hit for that." And then, like a week later, this is the Democrats' fault. It's, did you forget what you said a week earlier? I mean, he don't care. Just stand, just stand by
0: it.
1: It's not like you're It's not like his base is going to abandon him for taking a stand on this this is you, notice how funding this wall to the tune of five billion dollars is somehow more important than all these homeless vets we always hear the hand ringing about from these people like well what if we wanted five million dollars to help the you know the, the 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 vets returning from war that are all fucked up oh i bet you there wouldn't be a gofundme page for that and so, and, and then that gofundme page is comedy golden and of its own yeah. They have a they have a, a one billion dollar goal, and they're like every 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 taxationist f libertarian I know is, it goes, see, they've raised over a million dollars. This is proof that if people want to pay for something, they will. Okay, but even if they come up with a billion dollars, they're still four billion short on what it is we need to build that wall. And by the way, one million against one billion—that's a drop in the bucket.
2: Yeah, I was telling Aaron about this. On- we some podcast here cuz for just give him the money It's a federally funded project they will never move dirt even if he gets elected a second term they maybe will be construction equipment will start moving on site in year 8 like and then and then the next president will get in and go nope shutting this down next like just just give him the fucking money it is a federal like i said it is a federally funded project it will move at the speed of frozen molasses
1: well, it's going to get real interesting when uh, the Democrats have the, the the House representatives next year because it, I think we're just seeing a preview of it right now.
2: Yeah, it's going to just be. It's. I said it after election day. If you're if you're interested, if your pure interest is the government getting stuff done, next two years isn't going to be good for you. Yeah,
1: it's it's going to be gridlock from hell.
2: One's going to say yes, one's going to say no, but the president. Is on the Republican side, so I mean and that stuff will get passed. And then if it and then if it switches and it's still the same, then the Democratic president would. Put, it's uh, just take my taxes. I'll be dead in like three or four decades, right?
1: <laughs> well, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I got a I got a message from Todd, and he was like, you know, I've kind of had to really back off the whole politics thing. Because it was starting, I—I'm I, paraphrasing. So Todd, if you're listening, and I'm—I'm—I'm and I'm, I'm, I'm not paraphrasing you properly. I'm genuinely sorry. Any fuck up is on my end, not his end. Uh, basically, I—I I think he was starting. It was starting to stay with him longer than he felt it should. He couldn't just, you know, turn it off. And he's like, so I just started playing a lot more video games. <laughs> I'm like it's amazing. So have am I. I just I can't deal with this shit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's in everything.
2: Did you see what I sent to the chat last night? There's an article from TV Guide, the magazine that tells you when fucking Jerry Springer is on, about how to love Chris Pratt and not hate yourself. Because some of his off-screen behavior is problematic. Like, he hunts. There's politics in fucking... Even TV Guide's in a politics game now.
1: Dude, it's it's exhausting. Well, there's also what... Uh... (laughs) Jesus Christ. He... I was watching this, uh, not even a couple, not even a month ago, uh, outtakes from, was it Parks and Rec? Was that the show he was on? Yeah. Yeah. And there was one scene where he came to the door and Amy Poehler opened the door up and I guess he decided it'd be funnier to get a genuine reaction from her if he's like butt booty naked. And so he was and how that is like, you know, Oh, I don't know how anyone could laugh at that. Really? Really? Are you serious? Did we not learn from waiting? Male genitalia is funny. All right. No, there's (laughs) actually a scene where that happens. I think they used it. Oh, did they end up using it? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, but you see what I'm saying? Like, it's just. uh, I love
2: that it's problematic that he hunts. Why? Why? He's eating shit he kills. He's like Joe Rogan and Ted Nugent. Like, he's not doing it because he likes it, you know, because, oh, I love to see an animal bleed. Like, he's eating what he kills.
1: Yeah, it's not like he's that, remember that Dennis a couple of years ago that went over to, like, one of those... Oh, that Cecil, the guy who killed Cecil the lion? Yeah, one of those, you know, the, the animals are fenced in at the safari, so they really have nowhere to run. It's not like he's ever in danger of being attacked by the animal, because he's got, like, five guides with him in a Humvee. Yeah, and he shoots a lion. Who the fuck eat? First of all, no one eats a fucking lion. I mean, come on. I, where's a where's lion a delicacy? Point 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 to the fucking country. Yeah. Second of all, he did a, he, just a trophy hunt. He, now, to be honest with you, I have no problem with hunting trophy hunting. Yeah, you, if you're not going to eat it, why are you killing it? I mean, unless it's like, you know, a pest. But yeah, but, I mean,
2: but Chris Pratt grew up in rural Washington. What the fuck do you think he did before he was Chris Pratt? Like, I, I know where he grew up. I used to go there for work. You're goddamn right. He probably rides four-wheelers and dirt bikes, and he shoots guns. because like, I mean, we're from Michigan. We, we, we both have plenty of friends who do that shit. Oh, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, definitely.
2: Like, I am not a gun guy. I do not own a gun. You know, like, I've never shot a gun. I've never been to a range. Every time guns are around, I'm nervous, but I don't give a fuck. Like, if that's what you want to do, I don't care. I don't That was a
1: problematic I mean, yeah, but the same people that are calling that him hunting problematic are the same people that get PTSD from firing oh, and they, a shotgun.
2: They didn't like the fact that he gave a, uh, before his media tour for uh, uh, Jurassic World this summer, that he gave a blanket apology, like as a joke. Like he apologized for anything he might say or do, you know, during this media tour. You know, he, he did that kind of, he pulled that kind of move. And people don't like they did that. We are getting off subject. It's just how would just. Yeah, but I think I think it,
1: it, it. I mean, unless we want to sit here and just uh, uh, literally rehash what we've you know pretty much done with Trump since day yeah. fucking one. I mean, the truth is, is that yeah, the the the, the politics bleeding over into everything else is getting is just it is. It's it's starting to have the opposite effect. Of what these so-called woke people on both sides—it's
2: making people tune out.
1: Exactly, exactly. Bill Maher said it best in his final uh, new rules. He's like, "You're not woke. You're just an asshole." Mm. Nice. You know, he was like, "Look," and he broke it down. He's like, "You know, The Atlantic did a poll." You know, something like 78 percent of this country thinks that political correctness has gone too far, including 80 some percent of black folks like all these groups that all these woke people are always offended on behalf of and speak up for. We're like, just shut up. Just shut up. Okay. Guilty whitey. Knock it off. Like if You know what? How about this? How about this? If you feel so guilty for being born into the station in life that you were born into, go volunteer. How about that? How about get off of Twitter, get off of Facebook, get off of social media, shut your phone off, not airplane mode, shut it completely off, leave it in the car, and go volunteer for four or five hours at some place and help people who are truly unfortunate, who need it. Because hashtag activism doesn't work. It's just it's just ego stroking is all it is. Oh
2: it's it's told you I was I was sick over Christmas so a lot, of, a lot of time on Twitter, just reading. You know, I, I killed my personal account, but I still have the five accounts for the shows. And just, I don't know why anybody hasn't, maybe it's because I haven't been like, I, I think I'm going on like eight months of like not engaging in social media, you know, with the exception of scheduling the, the you know, the podcasts every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like, it's how many tweets? Have I been mind in it? Well, how come nobody's coined the term social look at media? Because that's what it really all is. It's, it it's it it it's self-righteous, it's annoying, and it's just uh, it's awful. And, and and every everyone's gonna every, everyone's got everyone's got something to say, and they think typing a hashtag before something is doing something, and hashtag resistor and all this shit is just I'm exa- I heard a term a few months ago, and I love it. The exhausted majority. I'm quickly becoming a part of that. It's not getting anything done. And, and what was it? The, the, the hashtag Trump resigned? The uh, ha- hashtag that was going around on Christmas Eve? To think that would even work. You are just... You are believing your own hype.
1: Well, it, it, it work, let alone you think he's going to care. Yeah,
2: work slash care slash do anything. Dude, I mean it's all, this is—it's all Ralphie Wiggum. I'm helping.
1: This is—it's <laughs> either I'm helping or I'm in danger. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: that's about it. It's that's the only two things you hear from the, this crowd. But no, we're talking about a man who has shrugged off David Duke giving an endorsement <laughs> to him to to the whole. There's good people on both sides of the Charlottesville debacle from 2017. Grab him by the pussy, which, I mean, the people who made the big deal about it are the ones that made it so easy for him to shrug it off, like, oh, he just admitted to sexual assault. No. Let me, let me, for the people in the back who maybe didn't hear me the first few times this was brought up, he's just being a douchebag. That's what douchebag guys do. They make claims that are so fucking ungodly and outlandish anyone with half a brain would know that's not real that's not it doesn't happen okay he just doesn't walk up to random women on the street who he finds attractive and grab them by the crotch like crocodile dundee it doesn't fucking happen if it did he would either be dead in jail or sued out of fucking he, he, he sued into a cardboard box there's just no fucking way, dude. He's too high profile. And don't give me this whole, oh, he, he's in a position of power. People are scared of him. That man probably has entire law firms that handle the lawsuits that have come into him yeah. for the past 30 years on a daily basis. Getting sued to him is like getting a bill from DTE for us. He's probably sent people's
2: children to college to become lawyers so that they can you know then help him.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's just. eh. So, yeah, like, so he's going to go, he's going to log on to Twitter and go, oh, Oh, uh, Trump resigned. I guess I better quit.
2: Five million people have hashtag Trump resigned. I've seen the error of my ways. I quit, everybody.
1: Merry Christmas.
2: No! And what what extreme leftist fever dream is that happening? Rachel Maddow's wet dream?
1: Well, I mean, it's the same one that, you know, the. uh, what was it was it twitter or whatever the 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 dear democrats that you that you took a oh, screenshot of yeah like yeah uh,
2: like have fun in 2020 like you're 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 carving yourself up
1: well i mean let's go down the list because, okay
2: because too that's that's coming from uh, the, uh another thing that was going around on christmas eve was a lot of people are are mad that the the, the Bernie people are attacking Beto O'Rourke's voting record, and they're like, you know, and pretty much the response from them is coming like, you know, there's going to be no perfect candidate, which I actually kind of agree with that. But it's it's another examen, another example of just how that side is just carving itself up. One thing you can give the right, man, is they're at least... They, they know they have the antithesis of everything they want in power, but at this point, he's the guy in charge, they're at least... They're at least smiling and nodding, it, like ugh, as, as weird as that sounds.
1: Yeah, as fucked up as it as, as the, the is, the Republican Party is. They're getting behind their guy. They keep their dirty laundry behind yeah. pulled shades and closed doors the best they can.
2: Yeah, but yeah, here the, the list. Uh, if you don't support Medicare for all, which
1: <sighs> okay, first of all, I mean, yeah, okay. We've discussed this on this show many times, and the people that shoot it down always come up with ridiculously large numbers that it would cost versus how would we fund it. And every solution I've ever given to these people in debate, usually online, they shoot me down. Like the guy who said that uh, if we taxed every single church in every way possible in this country... That all we could come up with just was $700 real million.
2: in under real estate. That's all I need to do. Not you their under-income. Real estate. That's all I need
1: to do s- a church. $700 million, that's it? I don't believe that. That's the Catholic Church's real estate alone. I mean, come on, dude. Seriously. Look yeah. at where some of these churches are at. Look at the, look at the property taxes in the areas yeah. they're at. That they're just there for free. So, I mean... It, the problem is you can't get an honest conversation about it going. And to be brutally honest, I don't think either side wants one. They they, they just, they, they it's easier for the Democrats to go, the Republicans will never allow this to happen. And it's easier for the Republicans to go, this is just more socialized than government, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it just, okay, keeps both their bases happy. Meanwhile, people who really need help are going, can can, can I just get help from somebody? Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Doesn't need to be the government. Private eh, donations. I don't give a shit. Just point me in the right direction. How about that? So that's the first one. Uh, the Green New Deal. Now that, I you have to, I've not heard that until this. What is that supposed to I mean, I, I understand what the New Deal was historically, but is this supposed to be like, like,
2: the raise Green New carbon deal. taxes and stuff like that. Is a proposed economic stimulus program in the United States that aimed to uh, address both economic inequality and climate change? Uh, I believe uh, Joe Stein's attached to it, so this should be fun reading. Uh, duh, duh, duh. According to Wikipedia,
1: Bill Burr would call it.
2: You're
1: uh, sure he wouldn't say the Wikipedia? He calls it Wikipedia. <laughs>
2: Oh, my, uh, look it up, people. Oh, so, okay, specific measures. Here we go. Government led investment in energy and resource efficiency, as well as reusable energies and micro generation. Uh, low carbon infrastructure redevelopment in order to create jobs. A directed tax on the profits of oil and gas companies with proceeds being invested in renewable energy and, e- and energy efficiency. Okay. Financial incentives for green investment and reduced energy uses, including low interest rates for green investment. Okay. Re-regulation of international finance including capital controls and increased scrutiny of financial derivatives likely along the lines of Basel II. I have no idea what that means. Uh, Curbing corporate tax evasion through compulsory financial reporting and by clamping down on tax havens. A global Marshall planning initiative including green quantitative easing to create money to fund the great transition to a society of free fossil fuels and other measures to aim and preserve the biosphere. Good luck on that one.
1: Um, yeah, because I tend to think that you know, and maybe this is my tinfoil hat, you know, inner child coming out to to frolic a little bit. But I tend to think that much like with the <clears throat> with the severe anti smoking stance that is starting, to, that, that well, is it's now it's completely mainstream. I mean, if you, if <coughs> excuse me, if you light up a cigarette. Within 25 feet of a fucking doorway in the state of Michigan, people are going to act like you—you you know they, they just walked into the room and you butt-fucking their infant child or something. Yes. All right. And just like the tobacco companies were like, oh shit, we see the writing on the wall, so they started investing in the vaping, and it's amazing how quick all these big tobacco vaping products are not only... All over the place when you go to party stores or, or gas stations now, they have television ads, they have ads on, on uh, uh, radio. You know, buy the jewel, you know, only the introductory price $50. Whereas a, a year ago, you could walk in any vape shop and get a, a, an amazingly better setup for like $20 more than that. Now they want you to spend 50 bucks on something that's going to last you maybe three months before you have to replace the entire thing. Meanwhile, you can, get, you can literally buy a mod to vape with that you go online. I can't remember the name of it. If you spend uh, 50
2: bucks, you get a really good mod.
1: I was going to say, I can't remember the name of it, but I have friends that, that, that own it. The thing is waterproof. They ran it over with a tank. They dropped it from four stories up, and it still worked. Probably as a digital interface. Oh, yeah, yeah, USB updates, all of it. Yeah, and I'm talking, when I say worked, I don't mean, oh, it was fucked up, but it worked. I mean, the screen didn't even crack.
2: Yeah. Dude, now the one I got, this motherfucker, this thing's been through some shit. Got some mileage on it. It's been dropped a million times. You know, the worst thing I've had to do, and I had to do it again, is take it to a shop and go, hey, can you tighten these two screws on the top? Like, that's, you know, that's it.
1: Yeah, and 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 as vaping starts to expand, there's, you know the biggest problem i ran into was uh when you drop it the tank breaks well now yeah. now they have tanks that don't break or you don't even have to have a tank like in the sense of a piece of glass to hold the the the, the e-liquid mm-hmm. it's literally my mod i have a i have a rubber squeeze bottle it feeds the the, the e-liquid up into the the coil
0: Ooh.
1: yeah i know i know and uh well, actually, you know what It's improved flavor, you can go lower nicotines it's less harsh hits, and you don't run you don't run through uh you should send me uh,
2: a link to this mod because i am a flavor chaser
1: yeah that's what i'm not a I'm not a, like one of them yeah, cloud yeah. chasers I'm more of a give me the good flavor that's all I care about yes, um but I mean I only use three three milligram nicotine, which ain't shit, same here so i mean you know but
2: Aaron News is like fifteen.
1: Yeah, Good but he's he's still, he, still, he still got one of them like uh, old tank mods where like he barely gets a hit compared to what what mine delivers. Yes, yeah, you true. know,
2: first time he I can, hit mine, I cough. It's like whoa, all right.
1: <laughs> yeah, he can, he can, he can, he can. What do they call it? Uh, stealth vape in, indoors with his mine. I I'd have to blow it in my shirt. Or no, that's I say, I,
2: that's what I say. I have to blow my shirt when I'm at work in the bathroom. For sure, I blow it into the shirt. Or at the airport.
1: um, Um, Anyways, the whole reason I brought up uh, smoking is I I think the the fossil fuel industry sees the writing on the wall. Maybe they're not where a lot of these quote-unquote green people would like them to be as far as developing new technologies. But when we're quickly approaching the wall, I wouldn't be shocked if they start rolling out all this shit that we didn't know they have.
2: But two, I don't think that it'll ever go away. From an affordability standpoint, I just think it'll be a piece of the pie. I just think it'll be, it'll be a, a piece of pie that gets smaller. They'll have to invest in these other technologies. But I mean, quite honestly, if put it this way, poor people have big screen TVs. We're not there yet with 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 uh,
1: with the green technology
2: for automobiles. Put it that way, you know.
1: Yeah, but even I mean. 10 years ago is when I got my first big screen, uh, nine, 11 years ago, excuse me, was when I got my first big screen TV, quote unquote, my first flat panel TV. Let me stop lying. It wasn't big, so it was 27 inch. And that was like a $250 TV. Five years before that, like a 40 inch flat panel was like, you know.
0: Ten thousand
1: dollars. Yeah, I was gonna say three, four grand. You know, <laughs> but, well, no, I guess my
2: thing is like someone coming out of college right now, twenty-three years old, getting a, you know, maybe if they're lucky, a thirty-five grand a year job, can't walk into a Ford dealership and lease uh, uh, an electric car. They're they're gonna no. be getting a they're getting a dinosaur juice car. You know, they're getting a a, a Focus or whatever the hell the, the entry level Ford is now.
1: You know. Something. But I mean, also, it's it's it has to do with the batteries, and every year that you get closer and closer to the cost of the batteries becoming more and more re, mm-hmm. uh, not not only reasonable, but 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 uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? God damn it! I haven't I haven't done a show in two weeks. I've 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 lost my words. Cost efficient, more viable for for the average person to yeah. to have, yeah. yes, more accessible. Yes, there we go. That's the word I was looking for. And, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not one of these people that deny climate change. Okay, well, we're sitting here in, in Michigan, and we just went through a December where we didn't have any fucking snow. It's
2: like 50 degrees
1: today. That's what I'm saying. Like, oh, but It makes me scared for January and February, though. So. Doesn't it? Because we're <laughs> from Michigan. We know. <laughs> January
2: shows up. Hey, here's three feet of snow. And,
1: yeah, and it happened in four hours
2: overnight. Yeah, And I'm exactly. just like...
1: Well, I mean, if you've seen my house, I'm not going to work. I can't shovel that driveway. I'll keel over halfway through it. So I, until someone can come dig me out. I'm I finally, fucked
2: up. I finally bought a snowblower last year. And first time I come in, I'm like, "What have we been doing? I feel, I feel like we've been wasting our lives shoveling. Why didn't I do this way sooner? Because we live on a corner." So it's a difference between it's a difference between you taking like uh, forty five minutes versus uh, an hour and forty five minutes. But
0: anyway, oh, believe,
1: believe, believe me, I as someone who's delivered for quite a few years, I hate dealing with most corner lots because most mm-hmm. most people on corner lots are assholes who don't shovel shit, and you gotta. I mean, there's no walkway from the street to their front door half the time. You got to park around, the, you know, the side, but that ain't shoveling, of, so it's like...
2: Part of even why I bought it is, like, if I was out of town and it snowed, it wouldn't get done. Like, oh, god damn it. You know? And she just said, like, I can't shovel. I'm like, all right. You know? You got the snowblower tower to use it. Done. It's happening. I was like, <laughs> I can't get sued. I got the
0: kind of money. ChristopherMedia.net. ChristopherMedia.net.
2: But we got to get back to this tweet. Okay. So, Medicare for All, Green New Deal, $15 minimum wage. Again... <sighs> Like I, this, see, like I am on the the forefront of this fifteen dollars minimum wage thing, and I mean I get it, especially on the coasts. But at the same time, I, 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 the thing that I always say about this is like the jobs that are left will be fifteen dollars. Like you know, you're gonna get what you want, but you might get fired.
1: But I mean, and this is something that <clears throat> I've been really wanting to bring up when we bring this up. Isn't the isn't the reality of the situation is it? For for over thirty years now, we've had corporations that have just been running fucking wild and making massive profits, no matter how much they run their 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 companies into the ground. While meanwhile, workers' wages have stayed virtually stagnant or just barely kept up with the with the inflation. But meanwhile. CEOs and and shareholders are like we've been making record profits.
2: But that's but the thing is is the, it's they're not going to give them back. You no, know, the wage is on the minimum wage isn't on these people it's on the it's on our congress people it's on our state legislators. You know, both where we live and in Washington. Like talk to those people. Like it's not on you know, they should be You know, I, like what they got going on in uh, Washington and Oregon, or I think Oregon is by 2021, the minimum wage will just be set by the, the cost of living index. I don't understand. why we, we just don't do that as a group. Like, why we just don't pass something in Washington that goes, hey, I mean, I guess, too, now we get into state rats, you know, that goes, hey, everyone just set your minimum wage at the cost of living index in your state. Why just why don't we do that?
1: I, very good question. And but then again, I was foolish enough to believe that the fifteen dollars that people, you know, we work, we sweat, put fifteen on our check. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I was like, okay, like any negotiation, you go in asking for more than you think you're going to mm-hmm. get. I honestly thought that this was the opening shot of okay, fifteen dollars, and they were like, okay, let's let's come to the table. Yeah, maybe 15, twelve. 15 ain't it. We all know that. 10. And they're like 12. 11. You know what I'm saying? Like something like that. No, no. These people are like Bernie Mac and Bad Santa. Half. Yeah. 60 40. Half.
2: And the thing, too, the people that are asking for 15, no, I'm sorry. I work in the, the QSR industry. Something that you can teach to anyone should not. No. I'm sorry. Now, people. I said the home health care workers, stuff that not everybody can do. Home health care workers, EMS, fuck yeah, I pay those people fifteen dollars an hour. I cannot do that job. Someone's body fluid who that isn't mine, I'm done. I'm out. You know
1: <laughs> isn't yours or your wife's, I'm done with. I'm out. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> and it, it's the same thing too, like and just EMS. I mean, that shit's high stress. That is not something just anybody can do. You can teach anybody to drop a basket of fries. You but can I teach have to, anybody I, to make a fucking pizza.
1: Look, I agree with you on that. What I, what I can not agree on is, and I don't know if this is just me getting older, or it truly is manners at some point between my generation and the generation of the average person working at these places. So I, let's just say mid-20s, that, that, that just the bare minimum good manners just is dead. Dude, I, I, I can, it does not matter what McDonald's, what Burger King, what any place I roll through anymore, I'm not exaggerating, 80% of the time, they don't even talk to me at the window. Yeah. They don't tell me how much I owe, I say, thank you, have a good day, they don't tell me pull forward, they don't say, you have a good one too, they don't say no, not even, no problem, nothing. They just look at you like you're fucking stupid and hand you your fucking money with that dumbass slack jaw just got done pumping a neighbor's cat look on their face. And, it, and it's like, are you serious? Dude, trust me, I, I'm on the road six months out of the year.
2: I'm out all the time. I'm constantly eating out of, out of windows or you know, walking up, you know, and, and placing my order or something. How many people just sit there and stare at you? Like I would be like, this is the part where you ask me what I want, you know, maybe a hello
1: Exactly. Oh, you have a, a, a counter lined up with people at it. Oh, so, so and the next, the next person walks up and you don't even acknowledge them. They're like, uh, is it my turn or somebody else's?
2: So your argument is you, these are the people who want 15 bucks an hour? You know what? Because trust I, me, I have that a lot. I'm like, or trust me, when, when my shit is just dead wrong. You know, I'll just sit there and be like, 15 bucks an hour, huh? For this, my shit better be right.
1: I I will. They better I look will, like the picture. I, well, that's that's not on <laughs> them. <That's on. laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest, half that ain't even real food in those pictures. You know, yeah. we 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 went to specs. We we took. We know marketing well enough to know that that's some bullshit right there. That is a perfectly staged. Yeah, my favorite one was when Dick Kernan was talking about uh, cereal commercials, mm-hmm. and he's like, "That's not milk. Mm-hmm. That's Elmer's glue." Yeah. Milk doesn't sit on top of shit perfectly like that. And then uh ice cream is uh lard generally. Yeah, cuz it, it ice cream would melt in a second underneath the studio light. Yep. I mean, it's just it's not even the food you're buying. But no, no. Hey, here's the thing. Start them off at You know McDonald's starts off at like I think 10:50 in this area yeah. now. Okay. Well, if you work there for 3 to 6 months and you have good customer service, you seem to give a fuck about getting the orders right. Bump them up to eleven,
2: dude. Trust me. I worked I've been in the, the the QSR industry now for fourteen years. The pizza industry for good god, twenty plus. <laughs> I hate saying that shit out loud, but anyway, it's just, if you have brains and motivation, you move up at these places in a heartbeat. Like every time I hear about someone like I've been here for seven years and I haven't got a raise, I always say, "Well, then just look at the mirror." Because if you got a brain, at most of these places, they snatch you up and put you in management like that.
1: Well, I mean, and even even shit like, and I now now I know this is becoming a lost art because of Amazon and online ordering. But you know, back in the day, I used to work uh, seasonal for Toys R Us. I would do seasonal stock for them, so they would you know every year I'd come in, and you know, a couple of weeks before Thanksgiving, get hired. I do midnight stock, and you'd stay through that. We did inventory in January, and um, they retained me a few times. But honestly, they cut me back, you know, to to part time hours hey. as they want to do. So I'm sorry, what were you gonna say? I oh, was just saying, good say?
2: call not taking, good call not sticking with them.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I I went and found you know a full time job. So I told them, I said, hey, look, if I'm working a shit job next year. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, I'll come because you know I was making fifty, fifty-five hours a week, and I was making like you know ten, eleven bucks an hour straight, straight time. Mm-hmm. And this was the late nineties. So yeah, oh, I was. Yeah, that's good. In the I was nineties. Yeah, I was happy to 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 make that.
2: Do you remember nineteen ninety seven, nineteen ninety eight? I had a job in the summer. Right, I made eight bucks an hour. It was baller ass summers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, put that bush light back. No, no, put that. No, no. No, put the Milwaukee's Beast back, grab the bush light. We're yeah. moving on up like George and Wheezy, guys. Yeah,
2: but think about it, that. That's what minimum wage is, like, 4 bucks.
1: No, absolutely.
2: 8 bucks is, like, yay,
1: yay. But, I mean, you know, the, the the last two hours after Thanksgiving, Toys R Us used to, uh, instead of closing at 9, they closed at midnight. They extended their hours. So we would come in at, at uh, 9, and instead of coming in when the store is closing, we had three hours where the customers were there. We still had to work. And if a customer come over, and I worked the game mile, because, like, if if you had no brains, it was put shit on pegs, that's fine. The game mile you had to actually set up and, you know, surprise, surprise, not everyone that works at Toys R Us can alphabetize.
0: What? <laughs>
2: so. they, have, they, have, they got the blocks there. they can help them. You know, the ABC
0: blocks.
1: <laughs> I know, right? Uh, just put the blocks on top of the shelves. A goes here, B goes here. So yeah. you just, But no, uh, people come up, you know. Uh, hey, um, I'm sorry. Because, uh, you know, all we had was name tags. We didn't have, you know, the the, the, the uniform. And they go, uh, what aisle is Star Wars toys in? And this was what we were trained to do. This is what we did. Uh, it's in 5C. Let me take you there. And you walk them over to aisle 5C. And you go, okay, well, here's where, the, like, the action figures and the vehicles are. If you want puzzles, puzzles are over on the game wall in the in the, in the C area. You know, because it used to go A, B, C, 1 through, like, 12 or whatever it was. And, you know, oh, and if you want some other Star Wars stuff, you know, there's it's in this aisle. And, you know, I can take you there if you want. No, no, no this is what I'm looking for. Okay, good. Anything else i can going to help you with? No, no, we're good. Oh, okay, cool. All right, well, you know, have a good day. Oh, you too. Just basic shit. I walk into a store now, blank stairs, walk up to a customer service counter, and I stand there for three minutes before the person acknowledges me. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, how the fuck do you have a job? Uh, like, this, this is your job. This is your job.
2: Well, they're in a brick-and-mortar store. Their days are numbered. <laughs> they, they know what's up.
1: Hey, listen, there I'm just here that till we there. close. But yeah, I mean it's yeah. It's just look, fifteen dollars an hour. You you nailed it right on the head. Certain areas of the country, you have to make that. That's got to be minimum wage. You are not living in New York making minimum wage. We make in Michigan. Yeah, it's not happening. Just You're not living the, in LA doing it.
2: Just hook it to the cost of living index for everybody. I I really think that's the solution. You know, in in Iowa, it's you know six bucks an hour. You know, whereas, or actually, that'd probably be more in like Mississippi
1: or something like that.
2: Or you know, whereas yeah, in in L.A. it'd probably be like twenty-five bucks an hour.
1: But isn't the real problem with with doing that is that too many people are worried about someone is getting more than them, and they feel they feel. Well, tough shit. Then move. Oh yeah, if you think it's so, believe me. As someone who then move to L.A.
2: and get twenty-five dollars an hour to live your six-dollar an hour existence that you were living in Ames, Iowa.
1: As as someone who did live in the state of New York, uh, yeah, you think it's easy to live there? Even upstate New York, where it's poor as fuck. It's it's the exact same type of people that you saw in the Making a Murderer documentary. Those are the type of people that live in upstate New York. Toothless, weathered, hillbilly yahoos without southern accents. That's exactly what they are. You think it's easy to live there? Go live there. Be my guest, please, because you'll become run. You'll come running back to whatever state you're from, going, "Oh, those people are fucking cocksucking motherfucking assholes." Damn,
0: it's like adjectives.
1: yeah, yeah. Why? Because everyone is, and it's it, it's not a, it's not easy to live in an area that yeah used to have money now doesn't. Oh, the Remington factory moved. All the all the logging places moved. These people couldn't afford to move after that. Guess what? The prices didn't go down. I lived in upstate New York, spent three hundred and fifty dollars on a studio apartment that is roughly the size of my living room now. All right. And I had to I had to pay for parking per month. For the right to park on the own the property that the guy who rented me the, the studio apartment owned else i had to park half a mile from my fucking house and walk it every fucking day and you ain't doing that in upstate new york winters it ain't happening summer not so bad winters fuck that so yeah you want to go live in new york go go find out Mm -hmm. go find it take your ass to take your ass to la yeah then come talk to me all
2: right so uh dear at the democrats if you don't support medicare for all the Green New Deal, $15 minimum wage. Uh, the next one, end regime change wars.
1: What does that even mean? My guess is going in and either getting into a war to take one regime out and install another or funding one side over the other. Which, I mean, I can't really argue with either. The problem is is that someone's going to sit here and go, well, yeah, what about our, our best interest? And the older I get, the more I realize, yeah, it, Shit that happens in other countries, some of these countries are fucked up places that are sitting on a lot of natural resources. Yeah? And they are fucking. I got you, Middle East. They are fucking nutty as squirrel shit. I mean, left to their own devices, these motherfuckers would be chucking dirty bombs at each other like they'd chuck rocks at tanks, you know, a- a- along the Gaza Strip. <laughs> so, so, I mean. Sometimes we got to go in and go, hey, knock it off! Yeah, it's like a parent that has to go in and go, look here. I just want peace and quiet <laughs> you
2: He's motherfuckers can make a lot of money if you shut the fuck up
1: but at the same time yeah america does stick its fucking nose in a lot of a lot of business and it really has no fucking no business period and when i say business i mean stick their nose into other countries affairs where it doesn't even profit us to do so
2: yeah until a lot of times people are you know, start bad mouthing us and like, where we shouldn't be. And like, all right, cool, and fine. Let's pack it in. Let's bring it all in. Let's just worry about us. See how that goes for everybody else. Yeah, it, it, like the, like uh, Trump's bringing people back from Afghanistan and Syria. Didn't we want this? And like, isn't everybody pissed? Like, isn't this like stuff we've been pushing for?
1: Yeah, that I, that that I don't get. I don't I don't get that. I don't understand why. Like, I'm all for bringing troops home. Why are we mad? Yeah, Obama ran on that and then didn't do it. And none, well, I can't say no Democrats. Well, a lot of Democrats didn't hold his feet to a fire. A lot of leftists did. And rightfully so, because if you're going to run on something. You
0: said you're going to do this.
1: Yeah, if that's going to be one of your primary things for your hope and changey bullshit, you better come through on it. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah and now this next one though. No. Come on, man.
2: Yeah. Legalizing it, cannabis. I
1: mean, for sure. Does anybody uh, have a problem with that? The reason <laughs> podcast Fridays
2: and Tuesdays here at for dot net. It's
1: it's it's legal now in the state of Michigan. Hell yeah, it uh, is. Uh uh it's not like uh those 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 damn those damn Colored people are raping white women, and crime has went up, or nothing like that. So, like, Aaron got a lo- thing
2: in the mail from Kalamazoo County. I think it might be them going, "Hey, your shit's dismissed," because he got a possession charge. uh Like, I think ten years ago, uh w- with something at his house. Like, it wasn't like a cops type situation. It was like the fire department was there, and he found his weed or some shit. Oh yeah. yeah,
1: I remember him telling the story. On
2: the show. Yeah, I'm wondering if that's them going. Hey, yeah, uh, case dismissed. Cause he's like, "I just moved, and I'm never going back, so whatever <laughs> which uh, so yeah, I mean, there uh tuition free college, this one comes up with Bernie, and like i'm I am divided on this one, like first of all, I always you know I've said it on this show, hey, let's buy a little less tanks, and I bet we could have like if we've been able to come up with a public school system, why can't why can't we extend it four more years? I mean, think about it. We came up with the current public school system we have now back 100 years ago when that's all you needed. When, after high school, you went to work on the farm or the factory, right? I mean, now, if if we need to go four more years to be more equipped for our society, because it's, you know, the the one socialist thing i believe is you know in education is like you know you want your citizens, you want to be a, a productive country you got to arm your citizens to be you know you got to set them up to be successful so what why aren't we extending this out another four more years but then
1: because you you have a bunch of fucking assholes who've been told they can do anything and they're special and no matter what they do it's a valid choice and they're going to go in and get a bunch of degrees they're not going to be able to do anything with and at what point do you cut them off and go? Okay, look. First, you got your bullshit gender studies degree. And you couldn't get a job with that. Now you want to come back to college and get a bullshit fucking music major degree. You're not gonna be able to do shit with that. What next? You, oh, I want to be an English major. Okay, so then you know what? Then you pay for it. Yeah. How about this? How about how about we look at what we need and demand? The the STEM fields. Yeah. If you want to go under that, cool. I'm constantly hearing about how we need people in nursing and healthcare. Fine. We can do that. And we know there's a shortage of, of not necessarily college degree jobs out there, but trade skill jobs. You want to go to a trade school? You want to learn HVAC? You want to, you know, shit like that? Yep. We'll do that for you. You want to go for a bullshit degree? You get one degree. If you get a bullshit one, that's on you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there you go. First one's on us. That'd be the policy. First degree's on us. After that, it's on you. So make make the... It might work.
1: Make the first one count. And by the way, don't think because, you know, it's quote-unquote tuition-free that you automatically are going to Princeton, Yale, U of M, you know, uh, Stanford. No, 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 no. It's community college, motherfucker. Yeah, because you know your grades will determine whether you'll be accepted by those schools, not the fact that we're willing to pay for you to go to those schools.
2: Yeah, no, community college. Yeah, you just community college would be like public school. You know, you still go to Michigan, you, but you pay to go to Michigan, and you'd have to still meet their standards. You know, but if you don't want to if you want to tuition-free college, yeah, you're going to community college because it's you know it's we all joke it was like high school with books anyway, right? With uh, high school with uh, smoke
1: breaks. My bad. Well, here's the problem though. You you know, we talk about these like like just to stay on a tuition free college thing, we talk about something like this, and people will bring up all the issues we bring up, but, but no one will bring up any solutions. Well, not no one. A lot of people that'll bring these up won't bring up any solutions. We just brought it up. We brought up all the concerns that I hear almost always attached to it, besides funding. And well, I think we came up with a pretty good at least, jumping off point to start at. Mm-hmm. You get one free degree.
2: And we have no degrees between us. Exactly. So we have a. Cer- we have a, What do we have? We have a certificate from a trade school, in a sense.
1: That lied their asses off and said, "Oh yeah, this, th- th- these, these will all transfer." Yeah, it's like then,
2: one college that'll take. <laughs> and it's like a private college. It's expensive as fuck. Yeah. Exactly. Uh so to wish free college, uh, reform justice system. I I what we kinda make some uh whatn't there that bipartisan measure that went through a couple days before Christmas? are we kind of making strides there? That God yeah. help us Kim Kardashian is attached to.
1: Yeah, but here's where I am like, hmm. Once again, my, my inner tinfoil hat nut job's running wild with this. I was literally in, I, I had to run to the store today, and, and and that was one of the things they were talking about in NPR is how the entire state of Michigan is going to be hiring at minimum 700 new correctional officers in the next year, plus they want to hire at least an additional 300 administrative people, and I'm like, wait a minute, why would we need all these this influx of new correctional officers and administrative people, if we've just gotten rid of a major clogging of our, our justice system with, uh, <clears throat> essentially, you have to be trying to get busted now for weed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all there is to it. You can have 12 plants in your house. You can have two and a half ounces on you and and drive around. I mean, what? Do, you, do people want to be able to drive around with like a joint in, in, in their mouth? Flipping off the <laughs> cops while blasting fuck the police, you know well, that's not gonna happen yeah you're you're you I, I I'm not saying you're asking for it, but like you kinda are, you know what I'm saying, like dude, come on now, it, have some brains to you so so what's coming on you know it's like the minute they say, yeah, we're not gonna put people in jail for this, but we're hiring a bunch of corrective correctional officers and administrative people I'm like. So what have you got in mind for us that you're going to need all these people? Because most prisons are for profit these days, if I'm correct. So they're not going to let them profits dry up. They're not going to let them places sit empty. Yeah. So what now? What bullshit? No victim, no crime are they going to come up with to start throwing people in prison for? That gets me nervous. On the surface, yeah, of course I fucking support I, anyone who's listening to this podcast knows it's probably the thing I'm most liberal on. I mean, I I, I don't support your life being over because you fucked up and made a mistake. And, I, one, and I, I hate to say this, but I feel like I have to every time. I'm not talking about rapists, child molesters, murderers. I'm talking about people who just did some stupid shit. You know, shoplifted when they were a kid, got caught with fucking a gram of coke. You know what I'm saying? Like MIPs. These are crimes that, I mean, you can argue drunk driving or driving under the influence of, of an uh, illicit substance is putting someone's life at danger, but if they don't hurt anybody, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that that should be a more severe, we have levels of crime for that reason. You know, I, oh, I got into a fight, and I didn't mean to kill him, but I did, that's manslaughter. I planned this bitch's death. That's murder one. You know what I'm saying? One's a little bit more severe than the other. So, I mean, I I just... You know I'm all for reforming the justice system. Not only the justice... And here's my problem. I, I know the type of people that, are, that would post this, and they're not talking about universal top-to-bottom reform of the justice system. They're only talking about the inequality in the justice system. And their idea of reforming it is well if "quote unquote, people of color go to prison longer than white people then white people need to go to prison just as long as people of color oh so everybody's rights should be shit upon yeah that, that makes us all equal right tear us all down until we're all equally worth garbage and shit in the eyes of the government yeah thank you appreciate that it's mm-hmm. mighty caucasian to you folks so that's my problem with that i <laughs> giving it lip service seems like a good idea in practice, you know the fucker is just around the corner.
0: Yeah,
2: And then the and final is ending is Citizens ending. United. So, so, this person says, Dear at the Democrats, if you don't support Medicare for all, the Green New Deal, $15 minimum wage, and regime change wars, legalizing cannabis, tuition-free college, reform justice system, ending Citizens United, then you are a corporate Democrat and I will not vote for you.
1: Good. So Four,
2: four more, more years. years. Four more they yeah, we, we spent all this time people saying that they're dividing themselves up. Have fun in twenty twenty.
1: Well then you add into what you know the, the the little uh USA Today uh poll that 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 Aaron sent, which I'm glad he did because it plays into what we're talking about. It says have you heard of these Democrats if you heard these Democrats were going to run for president in 2020, how would you feel? And it was asked to Democrats and independents. And there's excited, makes no difference, shouldn't run, never heard of them. Someone entirely new is in the lead by quite a big margin. All right. And they would say they'd be excited. Joe Biden's in second. Bernie Sanders is a far third. Beto O'Rourke's fourth. Kamala Harris is pretty much neck and neck with Beto O'Rourke. Cory Booker's a little bit behind her. Uh, Miss Pocahontas is, is a little bit behind Cory Booker. <sighs> Michael Bloomberg's we got a decent distance between him and Elizabeth Warren. Hillary, Hillary or excuse me, Amy Booker, Klob- Klobuker? Bukard? Yeah. She's at less than 20% along with Hillary Clinton.
2: Who's allegedly going to run again? Oh my God. Three strikes, you're out, bitch. Come on.
1: If that woman runs again, anyone who tries to look me dead in the face and say she's doing this because she thinks it's best for this country.
2: No, she's doing it for her. She's doing it because she, I want this.
1: By far. She has the least percentage who have not heard of her, but she has by far the most percentage that says she shouldn't run.
2: Come on. We're done here. Don't do this again. She's the most percentage of, and now it's just sad.
1: Even Nixon, okay? Yeah, you got taken down by JFK and his promise of of a new Camelot. But, you know they basically, the Republicans told him, you got one more shot, make it count. And he was like, let me run against LBJ. Please let me run against LBJ. And LBJ was like, I'm not even going to run. He was like, please, I got to run now. (laughs) Yeah, I like Aaron's point when he sent
2: us this. He's like, all of the current candidates lose to somebody unknown.
1: Mm Hmm. (laughs) That should tell you everything you need to fucking know right there. Which is which is what, we, I, you know, we've been saying in various forms, all three of us, since we came back from that, like, nine-month hiatus, and the, because, you know, the did whole they, world was going to shit with Trump, we were like, who the fuck is going to, if he wins, then it turned into, oh shit, he did win, who's going to run against him? Yeah. Because... <sighs> You know, there's there's a documentary on Netflix called The '90s. It was a CNN documentary, so fake news, first of all. I guess I, so. If you, if you're one of those people, don't watch it. You are fake it'll news. Make, it'll make you stroke out or something. Um, but you know, it, it, they cover the Bush presidency, and then what happened with Bush, Clinton, and Perot, and what how basically that got Clinton into the White House, and how Bush was good at foreign affairs <clears throat> handling other world leaders knowing when to act when not to act to let shit happen you know the fall of the berlin wall uh the the regime changed in russia instead of trying to stick his nose in you know the, the u.s's nose in there he let it happen and it, and i mean at the time seemed like a good deal now we got putin I mean, I kind of missed the days of Boris Yeltsin's drunk ass giggling and laughing all red faced and shit. But, you know, what are you going to do? But he was so shit on domestic policy. And that's what, you know, a lot of people said cost him the fucking election. And he was also only the fourth president in that century not to get reelected when he ran for a second time. What does that tell you? We don't. As much as we want hope and change when we can't vote for the people we're used to being in an office if we can vote the same idiots back in we like to do it it's just the devil you know is better than the devil you don't and that's what makes me yeah it makes me worry it's gonna be four more years of trump four more years of russian bots and collusion and oh god jesus i don't know I, might have to take another four years off the podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> like, I understand when, when he makes it when he makes waves with a news story, but I mean, like, it's just ugh. it's it's never going to change with him. It's not going to get any better. It's only going to get worse. Yeah. And God forbid if he gets in there because he's going to feel like he has a fucking mandate now that this is valid. That this is validated it wasn't a fluke i've been elected twice now i can do whatever the fuck i want to do and you think he's insufferable now
2: yeah wait to get danny unhinged
1: (sighs) yeah so i i don't know i guess i guess if you want to hope you better hope for someone comes out of the Democratic Party or someone who's a fringe member of the De- Democratic Party, maybe an independent who can get some grassroots, like, leftist-leaning populist support like Bernie did. Maybe. But, I mean, Ber- Bernie's just too fucking old at this point, dude. Yeah. I
2: don't
1: know if I could. I don't know if I can. I mean, I, I, over Trump, yeah, I'd vote for him. But who? I want to know who his vice president is, is going to be. Yeah. Because most likely that's going that person is going to be president <laughs> at some point in the future. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, maybe Michelle runs. I did see a thing today that she is uh, for the first time in seventeen years, Michelle Obama has been voted the most influential woman over Hillary
1: Clinton. Was it influential or admired? <laughs> oh shit! At Hillary's house. Well, no. Was it
2: influential or admired? It was something. It was a Gallup poll. Hold
1: on. Because if it was influential, okay, I can I can understand it. Admired, then it just shows that we, if Hillary is the most admired woman in this country, we don't admire a whole oh, lot of women in this country. Most
2: admired. You are correct.
1: Uh, yeah, we don't admire a whole lot of women in this country, then. Like, Jesus Christ, I'd almost pick, like...
2: Barack Obama is the most admired man for the 11th year
1: in a row. Yeah, what I mean, that was, means? Yeah, well, maybe it's—I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's—maybe, oh, maybe they're calling at weird times, and you know, they're just getting a lot of Obama supporters. You know what I'm saying? Just all around because. Oh, Hillary's number three. Number two is Oprah. See, now that would make more sense. But
2: Michelle's got Oprah by like
1: ten percent. I don't want say. Like if Oprah was one, Ellen DeGeneres was two. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Michelle three. I could understand that. You know what Ellen's I'm saying? Like, like number
2: eight, by the way. Oh God. Uh, the most admired men. Uh Brock's number one. Donnie John's number two. Brock's only got him by six percent. W is number three coming out of left field.
1: Because he paints pictures now. And, okay, this is, (laughs) (laughs) this would be the best scandal ever. It'd totally fuck us in the election in 2020. If Michelle Obama did run and the Trump campaign did dig it and finds out that her and Bush have been fucking scrumping, like, ever since they've met, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm Like, they went on behind... Obama's back in the White House for eight years and has continued going on for the four years after. I uh, mean, she's having
2: sex with a war criminal.
1: Well, even if she fucks her husband, she's having sex with a war
2: criminal. Oh, so. <laughs> I see what you did there. Because well, of, told the
1: truth? Because of the drones. <laughs> I mean... Uh, <laughs> I think, you know, we've covered this. Oh, by me. international law, only Carter was not a war criminal. The only president that wasn't technically a war criminal in our lifetime. So.
2: Oh, we've been binge-watching Homeland, you know. Trust me. I hear you.
1: But, yeah, uh, that would just be the – I mean, that would be the best scandal ever. They'd make the whole Clinton, Gary Hart, grab her by the pussy look like fucking romper room. Like, it was nothing. I mean, Seriously. Yeah. Shell and G Dub getting it on. Oh God! Because I would have, I would have to, I would want to know that I'd want to know every nasty, dirty, filthy, sweaty detail. Because I would think that in that relationship, she's the man. He'd be like Peter in that Family Guy episode last night. Lois was the man. Like I, I feel like that's what he would say. Because yeah. <laughs> not because I think she's like you know, like some people are like, oh, she's a tranny. No, no, I just think she's probably a little bit more take charge. Bush is like, yeah. Well, I just like you. I want to give you candy. So,
2: yeah, Laura <laughs> seems passive. Michelle will tell him what to do.
1: Well, you want to be the mommy or the daddy? Yeah. Well, Michelle, I want to be the daddy. We'll get down here and suck your wife's dick tonight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh God, Jesus! That God, that would be so fucking great. You know what? Maybe I should just pray for that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fuck the fuck the asteroid. Entertain us on the way out. The way to the bottom.
0: ChristopherMedia.net ChristopherMedia.net But do you think so, she
1: would run for president? I, I don't think so. She's First of all, it's way too soon. Second, she's young. She's If she wants to do that, I think she... This is where I will give Hillary a little bit of credit. She...
2: She did it the right way? She went and got a a job in government?
1: Yes. Yeah, because I mean, I'm a lawyer. I'm qualified to be a a, a, a politician. No, no, I know in a lot of people's minds that it makes people automatically qualified to be a politician. But no, not in mine. And I know a lot of people that think my way. So I think she'd probably have to to to, to hold some sort of political office for a little bit. Yeah, she probably
2: have to go be a state senator in Illinois. You know, I
1: mean, shit. Start off like Barack. Be a fucking. I'm gonna be a community organizer. You, you can't tell me she wouldn't rise through the ranks quick as fuck. Yeah. I mean, just just the fact that that you could you could ride her coattails up the ladder. People would be kissing her ass for that opportunity.
2: I mean, in our in our lifetime, other than Hillary, she comes across as the most intelligent first lady we've had.
1: Yeah, and I know that there's a lot of people who would disagree, but I just don't think she's that
2: She's got charisma. She's got the same charisma her husband does. She's
1: likable. She comes across as likable. Hillary's Hillary's I, I won't say evil. Oh, Michelle, that is. Yeah, I won't say I won't say evil, but Hillary is definitely like she's got that and she has the intelligence. Plus that ruthlessness.
2: Well, probably it's the Bilderberg meetings. That's what's hurting her.
1: Well, I mean, either hide your ruthlessness better or play dumb.
0: Yeah, you
1: know what I am saying? Because a, a ruthless plus intelligent president that's it's outwardly both, or a politician that's outwardly both, I have a hard time supporting. I mean, ultimately, when it comes down to it, I, I, I can't. It's going to take, you know an amazing candidate to get me to like ever be like excited about another fucking presidential candidate because I've just been, I've been like, I've been on this ride before. It's
2: meet the I know boss, how it ends. Same as, the, same old as boss. the old
1: boss. Exactly. I'm just, I can't, I can't, I can't keep every four years throw it like bad, throwing my support behind these people because well, they're they're the ones that we've been told are the best f- by the party, this this go round, mm-hmm. so so everybody better think that way. No bullshit, bullshit. This this last this last go round with Hillary and the shit that happened with Bernie, I was like he, he got he, railroaded. Uh, yeah, I mean all the bullshit, all the bullshit about well he had a four hundred thousand dollar lake house. If that's his biggest sin as a politician, let me tell you something. That man might as well crawl up on a cross, okay, and let a, let a Roman soldier spear, pierce his side with a spear. Because that ain't shit in the political world. I mean, and then it was, well, his wife's bank, shit. Well, and you know well, what happened with that? It got dismissed because there was not enough evidence. It just, but that, shh, that happened quietly. It, but but
2: it, 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 it just, it hurt his credibility. It just... I, I i can tell you why. I'm not defending it. It just his credibility with his, his classist rap. You know, that that, that that's... I'm not a saying it was right. 000, a $400,000 lake house? I ain't got one. You, you got $400,000 lake house?
1: You can go to Walled Lake here in Michigan and find a quarter million dollar lake house that's two bedrooms and one bathroom that's fallen down because it's on a lake.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, come on. Let's be honest here. It's not like he... It's not like he owns a fucking compound like the Bush and Clinton families. Yeah, no right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, for all the years that man's been in politics, and hes it, it, if he wasn't in politics, he would be retired by now. That would be his retirement home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's, I, I, that's the biggest sin he had, and if, and if his, his, his class is people, what the fuck is he supposed to do? You work all your life, and then what? You're supposed to go live in a shack at the end of it? hmm Why?
2: Well, no, I just think he got railroaded because it was just, like, dance was like, nope, it's her time. Sorry.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, I, yeah, this is, it's, I I mean, it's my opinion. I could be wrong, whatever. But I, Obama, Obama cut in line, and she was like, uh, what do I do? And they're like, play ball. If he gets if he gets elected twice, you're 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 next in line. And then Bernie was like, "Hey, check this out." Better she ideas. Like, she was like, "Nope, not again." Let's make sure this doesn't happen. Yeah. And she and she had the juice to pull it off because they were so worried about another four to eight years of Republicans in the office in two thousand eight. They just went with who they thought was going to be the clear winner. Sound familiar? Republicans in two thousand sixteen. Yeah. You sold your soul just to keep the person with a D by their name out? Because you were so terrified of that. So, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, it's... It, it, I, I, I've kind of I've gotten to the point, like, let's just watch the shit show and enjoy it for what it is. Yeah. Do, do my best to kick back and be like, you know what? Ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, I don't own enough property... I don't have enough wealth for it really to fucking matter.
2: Well, it's kind of a, the 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 realization I kind of had in this last election. Like, I'm white, middle class. Whoever's in charge, it doesn't matter. I won't be affected. Like, they'll just keep taking my tax money. You know, like... Now, that, well, that <laughs> sounds apathetic and privileged, but, I mean, it's... D or R doesn't matter because I'm middle class. I'm help. I'm holding the country up. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah. What was it Carlin said? The the poor are there to scare the shit out the middle class so they keep working so they can prop the rich up? Yep. You're the middle class? I'm the one that you go, oh, fuck, I can't be like that again. I better keep going to work. I don't want to, but I better keep going to work. I can't be poor like Rich. Fuck that. Well, no, it's... You know? And that's and I, if you if you were the one that said that to me, I'd be like, "Yep, no, I'm just, not even fucking mad." That's I just go back
2: to my life five years ago. That's I just that I, my old life is what scares me. Like, can't go back to that. Like, fuck that. Like, quite honestly, like it's like, it's like a self policing system. Like, oh fuck that, not having money, shit. Can't go back to that shit.
1: I guess that's part of the reason that I'm just the type of person who. I try not to get used to the new toys and gadgets until I'm forced to get used to them, Until they become mm-hmm. just the standard. Like, I mean, I guess I could go out and, if I really wanted to, hunt down a flip phone, but it'd probably cost me more than just getting a smartphone from Metro PCS. I know, right? You know, because it's such a specialized thing now.
2: Yeah, well, at this point, the free phone's a smartphone.
1: Yeah, even yeah, exactly. If you if you're getting a government phone, they give you a smartphone for fuck's sake. So that has become the standard. So, the, you know, four years ago, I finally gave in. Is it still 2000- the
2: Obama phone or is it the Trump phone
1: now? Well, I mean, if you want to get right down to it, technically it was the Reagan phone. But, you know, that just didn't have the same ring as Obama phone. And on top of it, we didn't have the sound bite of people going, "Hey, I got my Reagan phone. But yeah. we did, sure as did have
0: Obama phone, Obama, Obama phone.
1: phone. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. You know, at that point, that's when Jesse Jackson and and like Al Sharp need to stand up and go. Could you please sit down and shut the fuck up? Could you please not have time for that? Could you please do that? Could you please get laryngitis now and not have time for that? Yeah. Like, stop it. Like, it, seriously. It... Yeah. Shh. You're not a <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Like we, like, like white mm-hmm. people. We we have that same shame with like the the, the extreme white trash idiots. We just try to ignore them the best we can. Yeah, <laughs> we, just, we just go, oh, man, wait, a trailer park got hit by a tornado? God damn it, we're going to have to look at this on the news for a week. All right, go ahead, roll it. Yeah. More, more fodder for, for fucking Bill Maher to goof on on his new rules. So, But, yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons I, just, I, I try not to get used to the, 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 the goodies and the bells and whistles. And also because I've been through...
0: You, you got Obama phone? Yes, everybody in Cleveland, no minority, got Obama phone. Keep Obama in president, you know?
1: There you go. Oh, Jesus. And and I, also because I've been to, through two really massive, life-changing breakups, and I realized how quickly a house full of shit can be just gone. Because if you have no house to put your shit in, you have no need for shit at that point.
2: See my, my my name's on my house,
1: you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> I mean, don't oh, mind a piece of paper says so. Uh, yeah, and 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 that's and that's it's partly on me, but that's also largely on most of my family don't own. I I, I never learned about that, you know. Aaron and I've talked about that. I'm like I don't know about mortgages and escrow and. All this bullshit because my family never dealt with it. You know what my family's concern was? Can we make rent next month or are we going to have to move? And and if we move, believe me, my family didn't give a shit. It wasn't let's try to keep you in the same school district. It was just you're going to have to make new friends for the fourth time this year. All right. It's just how it goes. So, you know, it, it's just the way it is. And it to be honest with you, it's a lot easier on me because I, I get abnormally upset when I get really accustomed to something and it gets taken away from me.
2: Oh, shucks. You're a human.
1: Look at you. <laughs> Most humans, dude. I, I guess. But everybody, everybody around me who has not ever been in that situation tells me, you need to stop overreacting and I'm just like, I'm sorry. Uh, can you go to mommy and daddy and still get a fucking bridge loan to last you until the next fucking paycheck? Because I can't but you send your daddy or mommy over here and help me out oh that's right you won't that's right so you know what i'm saying like i think i think it's just just the nature of how my life unfolded and and how little family i do have involved in my life and how you know the family that was there died at it when you know i was relatively young still you just kind of get used to it you know like, I, I pretty much accept this. Unless I luck into a career, I'm pretty much going to have to have a roommate. So I just accept that, like, all my landlords are going to think I'm, like, the most closeted homosexual ever until the day I die.
2: That's I really all really what I've learned, what, really, what a wife is. It's just like a roommate you sign up, like, legally. Like, all right, cool, someone to help pay half of the bills.
1: Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I've I've had relationships where it was, I mean, they weren't good relationships, and I hope that people, you know, had better ones with their significant others. But where it was like, uh, we're just living together because that's all we can afford. <laughs>
2: well, no, I, for, yeah, I, I, if it wasn't Mandy, I'd, it would be a dude, you know. least Mandy, I like hanging out with her, and we need to have sex. But, no, I'm with you. I mean, it's same thing you know succession of male roommates until i met my wife
1: yeah and i mean
0: sure, and, and, 39 and before
2: i got married i'm sure some of my family's been like man this guy's uh 39 and he's lived with." well no i mean i guess i did live with a, a woman for like five or six years but still you know what i'm saying
1: they start you got the ones who aren't close to you or start, and don't know your your personal situation are going so what's up with Chris? Yeah, Thirty nine <laughs> and lives with a dude. <laughs> and they're just like, no, 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 no. He just, yeah. He was engaged at one point. <laughs> you know, he he lived with He's lived with women. It's it's not what you think. It's just you know, ease of situation sometimes.
2: No college degree, and it's expensive to live.
1: Well, that's the other thing. Unless you unless you have parents or family that are willing to take you in and I mean we hear more and more about that getting people older and older who just don't leave home and I mean that was something that my family not only was like you're oh you're leaving as soon as possible but you're not coming back unless it's absolutely dire straits for you yeah you know that was the attitude survive on your own
2: my family well after I was out of high school it was uh college or work and if you're not going to college you're gonna pay rent so basically going yeah if you ain't going to college get the fuck out (laughs) because it's because i did the math like well why would i pay to live here if i'm not gonna be able to do what i you know doing the math not gonna be able to do what i want i have to pay to live here fuck that i'd you know what i'd leave so i went i went to college for a few years
1: (laughs) Mm Hmm. i mean it's but,
2: but as college was? soon no, as I got out of specs. It was all right. So we're working. We're gonna. You're gonna have to pay to live here now. Like then I'm fuck. I was like I think like the weekend after we graduated, I moved out. Like all right, see ya. You know, I moved like 200 miles away. All right, cool. We're done here. <laughs> well, and I, mean, and, 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 you know, as
1: much as I've, in, pay to in, live, I live somewhere.
2: Pay where I can smoke weed and fuck my girlfriend. <laughs> You know, like that's honestly what I was thinking,
1: you know, as much as in, in years past, I've shit on it. You know, I mean, to be brutally honest, as much as I, I think, I think one of the things that millennials are getting correct is there's not this rush to marriage. Like, okay, I'm, I've graduated college. I'm 22, 23. I should be married by 25. I should have at least one kid by 28 You know what I'm saying? Like they're like, you know what? How about put all that shit off, all right? And if that requires them to live at home, and we don't have the massive divorce rates we have, and the problems in family courts that we have with you know children being used as weapons between parents and lawyers, that's a good thing, isn't it? Maybe it
2: wasn't even so much rush to marriage as it was rush to not to is rush to be independent. For for two decades, I had depended on someone else to provide me shelter and food and it was it, it was it, i mean have the reason that two years into college i decided to go to trade school i was like can i be done sitting in a classroom can i go out and like start life for me it was more of a rush to just like can i live can i live inside and eat and you know drive a car you know on my you know can i stand on my own it was more kind of a, kind of that driving me quite honestly
1: and while I totally understand that, it, it's it's not the same world as it was 20 years ago, and it damn sure ain't the same world as it was when our parents were 20. You know, I mean, it's it's just it it just isn't. And it's it's I almost <clears throat> excuse me, I almost feel like like, and I don't know if this is a conspiracy theory or just you know society going it's better when people get married for all types of reasons when people cohabitate for all types of reasons you know etc cetera, etc cetera. and so they push for that and i'm not talking like you know gender norms type shit i'm not getting into that i'm not that's, not that's not what i mean i'm talking about you know when you cohabitate you have more money to pool together you can spend more you can put more money back into the economy When you're living hand to mouth by yourself, uh, you have no extra money. Yeah. I mean, when, you know, here in Michigan, we have a 10 cent deposit on everything you buy that's carbonated. And believe me, there has been many a times in my life, including recently, where that has been like, oh, that's how I'm going to eat until I get my next check. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, That never happened like that when I was in a relationship with somebody. No. Yeah. No. On
2: your own. No. It's tough on your own. Like for uh, for a while there, I I left the company I was at and I came back and I had to come back at the position under that what I had left at. The position I left at was salary. The position under it was hourly. (laughs) Uh, About five dollars an hour less hourly. So for a while it it, it was I I was on a twenty dollar a day budget. I shit you not. And I didn't do shit but go to work and come home. And some days the twenty dollars was for gas. The other days the twenty dollars was for food and smokes. Like, and I just it, you make it because it still still had to pay the rent, still had to keep the lights on. You know what I'm saying? You know, I think I canceled cable. I think it was like we just I bare. It was like, I existed. You know, and it's
1: it sucks. When I when I lived in when I lived in Westland my roommate when he moved in. I was paying $50 a month for cable and internet and he threw a shit fit for the first couple months. Why am I, why am I paying $25 a month when I don't use the fucking cable, get rid of the 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 cable. Use the internet. And I was like, okay, so his credit was shit and he had, he had burned through every cable company that was available to us because, you know, of course he had. And there was only one cable company that I could go with besides the one I was with at the time. And when I called them to cancel, they said, okay, well, your Internet bill is going to go up. And so you, instead of paying $50 a month, you're actually going to pay something like 75 just for Internet. And I went to him. I said, is this what you want? Is that, are you going to be happy then? Is this going to stop you from being like, well, why am I paying for something I don't use? And he's like, well, there has to be a better deal out there. And I, I swear, you know what the better deal was? Best I could find, sixty dollars a month for just internet. So we ended up paying th- five dollars a month more each to not have cable. This guy's fucking smart, dude. But this is this is when you cohabitate with someone who you're not in a relationship with, who no one's necessarily in the driver's seat. These are the shit. This is the type of shit you do just to go. Oh my god, I just want peace and quiet. What I'm tired of being hard stupid? on every fucking day. Yeah you know it's like i you know i could if i if i'm going to come home from work and be hassled and harangued by somebody they better blow me at the end of the day all right and he he's by far not my type and i wasn't his so that wasn't happening you know what i'm saying so but i mean this is this is you know this is shit like 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 something as simple as 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 Talking to my buddies who are younger and, you know, who live at home or kind of are doing the couch surfing thing, but, you know, they have, like, bedroom privileges, they have their own bedroom at their buddy's house or whatever, you know, they throw, like, two, they throw like 200 bucks a month or something, something stupid, like, low, it's just, just basically just th- throw me money and stay out of my fucking hair. And I'm like, you have no idea, you better appreciate it, because eventually that person is either going to find somebody to move out with or that they want to move in and most times nine times out of ten that person's gonna go why is this person still living in our spare bedroom yeah and then what do you do because unless that person is loyal you are getting the fuck out yeah believe that And, you know, I tell them, like, it's not as easy as you fucking think. And one of my friends, he ended up back at home. You know, he's like, oh, I'm 29, I'm back at home. And, you know, it sucks. I got to. You had no plan, homes. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I'm like, I I don't know what you want me to tell you, dude. Trust me, I
2: ended up back at home uh, at, like, 23 for, like, a year and a half. And, yeah. It. And all of that, what he just said, I can't do this, I can't do that, was motivation to get back the fuck out. I think I moved back in at the end of 2002, and I moved back out. Oh, wow. So it was three years. Yeah, back out at the end of 2005. Because by then I'd gotten my salaried gig, and like, all right, cool. See ya. Thanks, let me stay here. I can go back to being an adult.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's... it's that's. Yeah, last time I moved back home, it was,
2: uh, it's, it's well,
1: the, the last time I moved back home was to take care of my mom, who was dying of cancer, well, yeah. to be honest with you. So that was a completely different situation.
2: Well, yeah, that isn't like oh, a, a crash here. No, it was, yeah.
1: Yeah, but I, I, I told my dad I might need to play stay for like a year to a year and a half, and I was out the door in nine months.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I beat my time, you know, the, my self-imposed deadline. I beat it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my dad, for the most part, was like, well, I don't understand why you just don't stay here. You're making good money here, and I'm on the road, and I need someone to watch the place when I'm on the road. Cause. Oh, I
2: got used to you.
1: And I was like, because yeah. I got a kid and a, and a girlfriend I got to go back to, sorry. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I can't bring them down here. She's, you know, she's still finishing up school up in up in New York. hmm you know, I'm not going to say you've got to drop out of uh, college and come to Florida and start your life, you know, completely over. That's not going to happen. And with her family, it wasn't ever going to happen. So, yeah, it was more like a, like you said. And it wasn't. It was true. He was on the road. I could pretty much do whatever the fuck I wanted. I, I Sometimes he didn't come home for like three, four weeks at a time, mm-hmm. you know. And then sometimes he'd come home, and I I was working 12-hour midnight shifts, I wouldn't see him. I'd come home, go to sleep. He'd wake up, and he'd go out to go do things. I'd wake up, go to work. And the only way I knew he wasn't there is that, oh, his bag and his shoes aren't by the front door. Yeah. He must have gone back on the road. You know, this is, by the way, for you youngins, this is before cell phones. Nobody had a cell phone at this point. So (laughs) you didn't stay in constant contact through text or none of that shit. But
2: how do we get to talking about all this?
1: I don't know. Fucking Weeds Legal in Michigan, that's why. I don't know. Uh,
0: like oh, you, you too, huh? <laughs> dot net. I,
1: I got to tell you about my misadventure over Christmas, and it's the first time happening with a non-burner account, a.k.a. not an account I just have set up just to, you know, fuck around, and if it gets banned, whatever, It is my main Facebook account. I caught a ban, a 24-hour ban, Started at, like, 7 seven p.m. on Christmas Eve and ended 7 p.m. on Christmas Day. So everybody that was like, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, I couldn't even respond to. It. I couldn't even like their post to let them know I'd seen it. You know, so it's like, I'm sure that I got some family and friends who are like, "Fucked well, fuck that asshole. He didn't even fucking acknowledge it, you know, or he acknowledged it the day after Christmas. Mm-hmm. What it was, was a picture someone had photoshopped baron trump opening a christmas gift and at the top of the picture it said when you ask your grandparents for minecraft but they misheard you and he was pulling out a book that said mein Kampf.
2: oh the algorithm caught you
1: either that or one of my super conservative friends or family took very big offense to it and reported it I was kind of thinking that until I got uh, a friend. Well, Todd, he sh- he he shared the photo. Mm-hmm. He got banned as well. Yeah. Now here's but here's the thing: I had three other friends share the photo. They didn't get banned or the photo taken down. Oh, oh. So, well, so much for
2: the algorithm.
1: Yeah, I'm like I don't I don't I'm not going to sit here and, in front like I'm some sort of like you know code monkey or something. and I know exactly how the shit works, but. If that's supposed to be an algorithm that catches anyone who posts that, uh, then it's failing more than it's succeeding. I mean, because that's five people that posted it; two caught a ban, three got away with it. And that's just the ones I know that shared it. Now I don't have any idea how many people shared it after they shared it. So, <clears throat> well, I know well, you. I
2: know, uh, you have uh, friends or uh, Facebook friends, I should say, uh, you know, that are probably conservative fairly conservative family members, but Todd, I'm not sure Todd would have friends on his, at this point, people who he would have friends on his Facebook account that would actually like say something.
1: Unless he's got it set up to where people can see his post, but Listen. they can't comment on it. Yeah. And he's, you know, cause I mean, Todd can be a bit acerbic when he chooses to go down that route And he might have pissed somebody off. And, I mean, I can see it happening. But, I mean, if you're a Facebook friend of mine, you know that for the most part, besides posting some, like, questionable, like, edgy-type humor that really, in my mind, is... I've never posted anything that's, like, worse than, like, a very light-rated R movie. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't post full nudity... I don't post, like, people's heads being chopped off and blown off and shit, at least not on my page. Uh, (laughs) But, I mean, you know, I've had a few things removed due to copyright. Like, if I share, uh, like, a a video clip, uh, the Doug Stanhope, the This Generation Sucks bit. Um, Oh, yeah, I love that. It got taken down the last time I tried to post it, and then... I was like, oh, man, I posted this clip like three or four times before. And I was trying to post it on a buddy's wall because he was bitching about, you know. Because he says titty dancer in it. I guess. I, I you know. But meanwhile, long story short, when, the, when that clip got taken down off YouTube, someone re-uploaded it on a different YouTube account, I could post it again. So I don't know if it's a matter of if someone Maybe copyright? Flags, copyright, if it gets flagged, if enough people complain you know, I, I, like I said, I, 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 don't know how their algorithm works, but I mean, that is goddamn mild to uh, the 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 Barron Trump thing that I posted. By the way, uh, Todd even said himself, he's like, I didn't realize that was Baron Trump until someone pointed it out to me. I mean, he just thought it was a kid. Like he just thought the joke was because I, I put it, you know, I put a comment on there, Grandma better turn up her hearing aid. You know, <laughs> so the joke is, you know, he just thought it was, oh, grandparents can't hear shit. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, to me, it just, it further illustrates the idea that, that, you know, and I, I understand these are private corporations. They can do whatever they want. It's their playground. They set the rules. Facebook's not a place to exchange ideas anymore. Nope. It's not a place to, to converse. It's, I literally post shit that's, I, I find funny. I find amusing. And that's all I use it for, really, uh, and 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 staying in touch with people who their lives are, are, are busy or complete, you know, the complete antithesis of my life at this point. So we don't really have time to hang out like we used to, you know. And that's that's all I use it for. Well, social and,
2: media in general isn't. It, it's I told you, sick over Christmas and spend a couple days on Twitter. It's not a place for dialogue. Because people, if you disagree with them or want to keep dialogue going, they'll just ban you. Or not ban, or, well, they might, in your case, they might, yeah, ban, uh, complain and get you banned, or they'll just block you. You know, so it's like, so, yeah, you don't want dialogue. It's just, it's, it, it's an echo chamber.
1: Yeah, and I mean, here's the thing I kind of went through a, a, a spat of getting reported. Uh, earlier this year, and I went through and I, I cleaned my, my Facebook page out to where, you know, I have a few internet friends who I've met o- over the, you know, the last 20 years or so via the internet, but I've known them for 20 years. You know what I'm saying? I know who's going to have a problem with shit and who isn't, and who's who's likely to, 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 you know, to hit that report button and who isn't, and I get rid of the, first of all, if you're, if you're a snitch, you're most likely not going to be on my page for long. Because eventually, you'll fuck up and ouch yourself. Because that's part of that whole thing. They, it's not just enough to get you in trouble. They have to tell you they got you in trouble. Yeah. And that's that's where they fuck up. Because I'm like, oh, bet? All right. All right. Got you. That's how people get doxxed. Uh, well, I mean, I've never went down that I road. Heard. I, 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 I've heard. I've, I've known some people who've had it happen to them. And I'm like, were you egging them on? And of course, your mm-hmm. first thing is, well, it doesn't give them a right to do that. I said, no, nope, it doesn't, but it gives them the motivation and you gave it to them, stupid. And
2: mm-hmm. it played dirty because you sir- yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> but I mean, it, but this goes back to this goes to me. This goes back to the whole the, like the, 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 the thing with Trump and the, you know, yeah, I'll shut down the government. I'll take the hit for it. Yeah, I'm proud to take that hit to me. That was nothing more than a temper tantrum. And by the way. He's not the only politician by far that does that. That is a valid political tactic these days is to throw a temper tantrum until you get what you want. And it's because politicians just ultimately reflect back what the populace does. And we are just a bunch of babies anymore who we don't get what we want. Throw a temper tantrum. No, this person pissed me off. I'm going to complain until something's done about it. Mm -hmm. And I I have, I, I just, I go back to something said to me when I was a kid Easiest thing in the world to do if you don't like someone's so leaving the fuck alone. Unfriend them. They keep trying to hound you. Block them. Move on. I've done it. I mean, it, granted, it takes a lot for me to block you. Usually you have to keep coming back and, and, and stirring the pot after I've, you know, unfriended you and told you, it, look, just fuck off, dude. But I've done it.
2: Dude, what, what I found on Twitter and in a lot of people's bios, they're proud. They'll put in their bios that they're, they're blocked by people.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a badge of honor. <laughs>
2: Yeah, blocked by, like, Dana Lowe's at real Donald Trump, you know, blocked by uh, Hillary Clinton, uh,
1: you know, just all this shit. Like, I'm just like, why are we proud of this? And on I'm, Facebook, I guess the, the Facebook equivalent is...
2: It's saying I've shut down dialogue with the opposition. Hooray for me.
1: Yeah, the equivalent on Facebook is because there's a search function and you could put in, like... Donald Trump friends who like Donald Trump hit enter, and anyone who likes Donald Trump will come up. And I, <clears throat> this was this was a big thing during two thousand sixteen election. I had a handful of friends that were like, "I'm putting everybody on my friends list on notice. If I put in friends that like Donald Trump, and you come up in a week, you're banned and you're blocked."
2: Fuck off. That's what I would say and, to that person.
1: And I was just like, "Really? What did accomplish? What did accomplish?" And here here's the rational here's the rationalization. Because Donald Trump believes in things that I don't believe in and he wants me dead and you know, all these all these, you know, blown shit way out of proportion. So if you support that, you can't be a good person, I don't want to be friends with you. Okay. Bye. Deuces. Yeah. If I you mean really
2: that. think if if you're gonna project those feelings onto me, that sounds like a you problem and it's gonna be a rough four years for us. So just yeah, do us both a favor.
1: Bye. Yeah, and I mean, one of the things I brought up to someone who who was a good friend, who you know, and even though we're no longer friends anymore, and it had nothing to do with Donald Trump, I said, H- "Have you thought about the fact that, that a lot of the people that like I'm friends with were either in radio or media to some extent? So why wouldn't they follow the president, even if they don't agree with him? You know, why wouldn't they follow Fox News the same as they might follow MSNBC, so they can get the you know." The 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 hard right and left versions of the stories, and see what the fuck is going on. I mean, it, oh, I, it, just because you follow someone does not mean it's a rubber stamp on anything they do yeah. or say.
2: Doesn't mean you endorse their opinions. Jesus Christ, everybody!
1: You know, there's a movie called Half Nelson where Brian Goslin's a teacher, and him and another teacher hook up. The next morning, he cooks her breakfast, and she's like, "I was looking at your book collection," and he goes. Yeah, she goes. Why do you have a copy a copy of Mein Kampf? And he was like, "If I had a copy of da, Das Kapital, would you think I'm a I'm I'm a communist?" And she goes, "So, well, are you a Nazi?" And he just goes, oh, baby, it's just not cool to be a Nazi these days." I mean, it's like that's that's something a child says. I mean, it's it's like going back to like talking. About the Christians I used to have to deal with because I was with a, a certain woman in, in my life at one point who were like, you know, nothing that is not of God, that does not give praise to God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit, should you have in your life. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. If you look at these people as the enemy, shouldn't you know what their doctrine says? Shouldn't you know their tactics? So
2: Aaron says why he follows conservatives on Twitter.
1: Like, ding,
2: ding, right there. And you know what the enemy's up to.
1: And of course, the answer I got back was no, because you might be tempted by the enemy. And I said, "Well, if the enemy has a better idea, maybe you—God you forbid—we hear opposing viewpoints, we might yeah, have maybe- some sort
2: of dialogue and come to some sort of agreement. Then we wouldn't have anything to complain about.
1: And that's no fun. Yeah. We all know that. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's." It's just, eh, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm starting to, to, to come around to your way of thinking, and the problem is I think a lot of it is that, honestly, the, the most news I get from Facebook is because I follow uh, Reuters and the AP. Mm-hmm. And because, I guess, of their algorithms, I click on those stories more than any other news things, even something that other people might post.
2: See, I've just started uh, at, uh, uh, getting into news apps. Like, there's a new one I saw advertised the other day that I downloaded called Smart News. You know, you know that's you know Google News. I got that. I got a thing called Pocket because it's a like a plug-in for uh, Firefox. You know where you, so yeah, I like it's it's made me go seek you know places where I want to get my news stories from. You know instead of to it's just it's. Social media is exhausting and I don't need, it. trust me, the way media is right now, you get enough opinion with the people who give it, give you the news. I don't need, you know, I don't need to hear my, you know, friend from high school's opinion on this or, you know what I'm saying? Like you know, Facebook, Or if it's, or it's or supposed if you, to be a place to be like, you know, like what, what I've used social media for this year, I can tell you because since April, it's pretty much been radio silence. I've used it for, I got married and my dad died like I can tell you what I've used it for since April. Like that is it. Like and you can you I you can fact check me on that and go look at the dates on it. You know what I'm saying? Like that's it. Like to me that's what it's for, keeping in touch with people.
1: Oh shit, you know what? I just realized <laughs> I told I told a, a, a big fat lie. Big fat lie. Uh-oh. Uh I, I not only do I click on uh the AP and Reuters. Uh I use uh social media to follow a lot more sports. Yeah, you know than than anything else.
2: That's one thing I do like. Twitter is great for. I have a a, a yeah the Sporgy account. Like it's great for sports. Like yes, I will say. Other than keeping in touch with people, social media is great for sports, and it is good for like live news. Like I remember back like five years ago, uh, when uh closer to six, the Boston bombing when they were chasing those dudes. Mm-hmm. like i was on twitter during that chase you know twitter's great for shit like that you know social media is good for stuff like that but you know keeping in touch with people sports but you know it's you know podcast you and i both listen to rich like everyone should not have a voice you <laughs> know that doesn't sound you know very free way of thinking but
0: well,
1: everyone should have a voice, but people need to understand that
2: maybe it's too many people talking. I think that's what that's how they say it.
1: Yeah, it's everybody trying to talk over everybody. The the world has turned into the the house party with the with the bunch of uh, uh, bitchy know it all broads who think whoever yells the loudest and voice gives out the last wins.
2: Yeah, it's like an episode of The Real Housewives.
1: Yeah, exactly, and that's not how you settle anything. That's just how you build just walls and and stack brick upon brick of resentment and you know backstabbing and all that shit that comes with it. I mean, like case in point, I, I, I tried this. Yeah, it was it was it was right before the two thousand and sixteen election because you know fake news was just taken off. It like you are you know, fake news. The left hadn't even embraced it yet. They were still mocking it, even though the left totally embraces the phrase now and throws it out just as much as the right. And I went to, I found a website called media bias fact check.com and I posted it and I just said, look, here's the deal. I've picked random sites where I am completely sure I know where they're leaning and to my the best of my knowledge, this site pretty much points true north. Just at least check your sources and stop spreading nonsense. I did not have one person engage me on the fact that people were spreading nonsense, but I had many people come after me because that site's not right. That's not right bias. That's not left biased. No, that's bullshit. No, that's... You are fake news. You can't even, we can't even agree on that. So I was like, you know what? That was pretty much the end of me trying to like really talk (laughs) about anything on Facebook politically. And that's when I just put my rule out there. You want to talk to me? You got my phone number. If you don't have my phone number, but you're my friend on Facebook, then you can message me. And if you can't be bothered to do either of those, then you can fuck off with your opinion because I don't care about it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to sit here and argue with you online because it's going to turn into Someone's going to say something. You're not going to be able to make eye contact, see the context of what they're saying, it hear the tone of their voice. Someone's going to take something the wrong way, and her friendship's yeah. going to be ended. Uh-huh. And it's just not worth it. It's just really not worth it.
2: Yeah. It's just a bunch of spent energy on nothing. You're not going to change that person's mind. You know, we've talked about it ad, ad nauseum. It's like, it's like trying to, to walk up to a, a street preacher and telling them God doesn't exist.
1: You're wasting your fucking time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, speaking of waste of times, I did run across this article. Never seen this site before, but uh, uh, it's interesting. And I'm sure they're focusing more on, because the name of the site's Your EDM, Electronic Dance Music. So I'm sure they're, oh boy, they're focusing more on that. But uh, apparently... August 16th to 18th in 2019, they're going to have a Woodstock 50, even though they're not really calling it Woodstock 50, they're calling it Bethel Woods Music and Cultural Festival, celebrating the golden anniversary at the historic site of the 1969 Woodstock Festival. Oh, God. And uh, it's officially the name, the Bethel Woods Music and Culture Festival, has officially been announced via a Facebook event page. The announcement was from Bethel Woods today, uh, in partnership with Live Nation Concerts and Infant, I-N-V-N-T. I have no idea what that is. Uh, coincides with the 50th anniversary, blah, blah, blah. We we're thrilled to partner with blah, blah, blah. Uh, 50 years ago, people gathered peacefully on our site, inspired to change the world through music, as the stewards of this historic site, we remain committed to preserving the rich history and spirit, and to educating and inspiring new generations to contribute positively to the world through music, culture, and community. Here's where it gets interesting. The new festival is said to be a combination music festival and cultural event. Oh boy! What is a cultural event, you might ask? Oh boy! TED style talks, as well as museums.
2: We're going to be told how to be better people
1: while we're Bethel here to Woods. jam. Yes. Um, artists will span multiple genres and decades, giving more credence to the supposed pitch deck that leaked last month. Artists being approached at the time included Strap in, Chance the Rapper, Pink, Mumford and Sons, Lumineers, Neil Young, Fish, Joan Baez, Bon Jovi, Elton John, The Doobie Brothers, Daft Punk, Swedish House Mafia, Dead Mouse. And Skrillex.
2: It's not as horrible as I thought it would be.
1: Most recently, Santana said if he's approached to play, he'd absolutely accept. Which, considering he made a song with Rob Thomas, shocks nobody. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, okay, really, really? I mean, but yeah, that's I, the best you
2: could come up. Like, dude, I was me, waiting for like One Direction. Uh, oh, who, who, oh. Uh, oh, who else is horrible? Um, uh. Ed Sheeran. Yeah, I'm trying to think uh, uh Cardi B,
1: Nicki Minaj. Yeah, shit like well, you know Beyoncé, Jay-Z. Maybe not Kanye because of his recent political rants and everything. But you know, I mean like and that's and that's fine. I mean because if you if but where is the off the beaten path? Are you kidding me that they were, like like how could Primus played Woodstock 94? Yeah. All right. Main stage, by the way. Not no side stage. All right, Where's bands like that? Where's bands who... Well, guitars mean, are for old people. Well, I mean, you have Neil Young, Fish, Joan Baez, Bon Jovi, Elton John, the Doobie Brothers. Are, are any of the original Doobie Brothers left?
2: Is it going to be Michael McDonald?
1: He's not even into Doobie Brothers anymore. <laughs> I don't think. They're
2: going to bring him back. they a reunion at Woodstock 50. And get up there and start
1: ad-libbing during Keep Forgetting.
0: I keep forgetting I don't want to play with you no more. Well, when you know, G comes
1: out. <laughs> yeah, no Nate Doggo. He's dead, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's like like a chance to rap Pink. Really? Really? That's... I mean, okay, I, I know Pink's first album was kind of, you know, very much you know, because it was through Jive Records and et cetera, et cetera, and it was more hip hop oriented, and she's completely went off since then. But I mean, dude, I, I, no Wu Tang, no that's old people. That's that's thing. Yeah, that's what your grandpa listens to. If you're black, no Public Enemy. You know, no surviving members of N.W.A. No, you know, no, no, no Eminem. I mean, if you, yeah. if you even even if you want to get off the beaten path, like where's Pearl Jam? Yeah, that's... Well, I don't think Pearl Jam was in, ni- in 94 or 99. So that's... Uh, that might be a... On purpose on their part, like, uh, thank you, but no thank you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I just... I don't know. I'm like... And so, of course... You know, I'm thinking so it's going to be three days... I hope they're smart enough to book like they did in '94, as wide a variety as they can. No, Fred Durst keep, this time. Well, not '94, and and no, they don't no, want '94 was the Mud People,
2: Nine Inch Nails, Green Day. '94 was a good one.
1: Yeah, I mean, but you know, I, I hope they're smart enough to keep the main stage music only, and to keep. You know, a nice rotation of artists on there, and then if you want to do your TED type talks, do them intense, far away from the main stage. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We we now live in a in, in a world where we can literally stream the entire fucking concert on the main stage, and if we want to watch the TED talks, they can stream those just as easy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just don't try to mix the two. Like seriously, it's like. Because it's just going to be a shit show. It really is. I mean, I remember in 99, they were talking about, okay, so, well, who was it come out? It was, uh, in one night, they had Corn, Limp Biscuit, Rage Against the Machine, and Metallica all back to back to back to back. And that's when they said the shit really hit the fan. Mm -hmm. Like, the tearing down of shit started, and people started getting wild. Why? Because you put four fucking metal bands. Aggressive bands, yes. Back to back to back to back.
2: You got the testosterone flowing.
1: Yeah, and the bro rockers came out in, I mean.
2: Well, dude, plus two, I had some friends that, that road trip to that bitch. That was the one where they just started raping you. Where it was like, what was it, like 10 bucks for or 20 bucks for a bottle of water? Like that kind of shit. Yeah, like because it, it was the end of a weekend where everybody just got fucked. And then they put, like, yeah, four aggressive bands in a row, and then, gee, why is everything on fire while the Red Hot Chili Peppers are playing?
1: Yeah, I know, to the point where Anthony Hughes was like, it looks like Apocalypse Now out there, because he had no idea how bad it was. Yeah. And then then they went into Jimi Hendrix's fire. Yeah. Which, by the way, wasn't just for that show. That was a staple of their show at that point. But, I mean, it's like... It was just, yeah, it was very poorly planned. And I remember, like, Drew and Mike going in 94, they took an RV. They took listeners. They were allowed to take an RV. They brought food. They brought their own, you know, drinks and all that shit. That shit was no-uh-uh in Rome, New York. And I know that area because Rome, New York, I used to live 20 miles from. And that is a abandoned base. It is just concrete. Yeah, I've been to Rome, New York. That is it. And, I mean, you got to imagine three, four days the sun beating down on you in upstate New York, no shade. Hey, can I get a 12-ounce water? Yeah, that'll be 20 bucks. Are you kidding me? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And then there was just, the, you know, the, the, the bullshit in the crowd, the violence in the crowd, the sexual assaults and all that yeah. crap. Which, hey, that's mean. I mean, it took 20 years from to even have the balls to even try to put on another one. So that tells you how bad that was.
2: Yeah. You wanna hear a lineup though for 94? Like 94 is pretty bad. Uh let's just give you highlights here. Blues Traveler, Jackal, Delimitri, Live, James, Kings X, Cheryl Crow, Collective Soul, Candlebox, Violent Femmes.
0: Uh
2: Apex Twin, D Light, DJ Spooky, uh, the Orb, Orbital. Uh, Joe Cocker, Blind Melon, Cypress Hill, The Rollins Band, Melissa Etheridge, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, featuring John Sebastian, Nine Inch Nails, Metallica, Aerosmith, The Cranberries, The Band, uh, featuring Hot Tuna, Bruce Hornsby, Roger McGinn, Rob Wasserman, and Bob Weir, Primus featuring Jerry Cantrell, salt and Pepper. forgot they played that, uh, Country Joe McDonald, Arrested Development, The Almond Brothers Man, Traffic, The Spin Doctors, Porno for Pyros, because that's Perry Farrell, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Bob Dylan, The Chili Peppers, Peter Gabriel, John Sebastian, Gil Scott Heron, uh, Green Day, Paul Rogers, and the Blues Review featuring Slash, Neil Sean, Andy Frazier, Jason Bonham, Neville Brothers, Santana, Eric Gales. And Jimmy Cliff, all-star reggae jam featuring Rita Marley, Eka Miles, Shaba Ranks. That's how that's the lineup, man.
1: And it's eclectic. Yeah. It's not all one genre. There are, first of all, the fact that Kings X, Primus, Violent Femmes, yeah. and Shaba Ranks were all at the same concert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> None of these bands have anything to do with each other. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like as far as their musical piss puddles overlapping but it worked, you know, and I remember watching it, like, the MTV coverage, and I didn't, I think it, even in 94 you could get the pay-per-view and watch everything, mm-hmm. and, I, like, I, me and a buddy were talking about it until we looked at the price, and it was, like, 250 bucks, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's not happened. Cool. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's just not.
2: <laughs> Dude, put it this way, alright, I look up Woodstock uh, 94 on Wikipedia and the first thing, you know, how Wikipedia has their contents, you know, their content section and the first thing under 94 is the performers right well Mm -hmm. you look up 99 performers is five because before that is facilities reception controversy under controversy there's three subcategories of environment violence aftermath four is vendor costs and five is performers
1: tells you all you need to know yeah the music was the least important thing going on at that one yeah all right so
2: first stage I mean, uh, I get like let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I get ten performers down before it's anybody you've heard of, uh, which is third base in nineteen ninety nine. Uh, Vertical Horizon, G Love, Special Sauce, The String Cheese Incident, Bernie War on the Woo Warriors, <laughs> George Clinton and the P-Funk All Stars. Um, the one you've heard of on this stage, the Emerging Artist stage. Yeah, how'd that go? heard of none of these people. Um, Oleander, Moe, Lit, Buckcherry, The Roots, ICP, uh, James Brown, Kwai, Live, Sheryl Crow, DMX, The Offspring, Corn, Bush, um, yeah, more in the emerging artist stage. Uh, the only two people you've heard of, uh, Bijou Phillips, who is an actor, I believe, or actress, and then Moby. Um, let's see, Guster, Bruce Hornsby. What the fuck's he doing there? Uh, Everclear, Ice Cube, Los Lobos. Mickey Hart and Planet Drum, The Chemical Brothers, the Tragically Hip, Kid Rock, Wyclef Jean, and the Refugee All-Stars, Counting Crows, Dave Matthews, Lance Morissette, Limp Biscuit, Rage Against the Machine, Metallica, um, Full Devil Jacket, Jiggle Ants, Fatboy Slim, Mike Ness, Our Lady Peace, Rusted Roots, Seven Dust, Collective Soul, Godsmack, Megadeth, Jesus Christ, how many stages were there? Willie Nelson, the Brian... Yeah, this one was all about commerce. The Brian Setzer Orchestra, Everlast, Elvis Costello, Jewel, Creed featuring Robbie Krieger, the Chili Peppers...
1: I think they did Roadhouse Blues together, if I remember correctly. Big Sugar... Creed Creed and and, uh, Robbie Krieger, that is. Big Sugar, Muse,
2: Push Monkey, John N. Twistle, and Reveille. Yeah, good times. (sighs) That was officially too many artists too many bands
1: i've never been to a music festival and i've had so many people tell me as a musician as you know as a huge just fan of music you have to do it at least once and i i was honestly debating the uh what was the one metallica had here about five years ago i don't even remember yeah i was but i mean i was like "Mm, maybe i'd go to that one but then i was just like three days out in a. beating sun surrounded by hundreds of thousands of people and just that sounds like hell to me at this point man. i
2: went to one and it wasn't even for fucking music i like it was for country music because this is a woman i was dating five years ago i went to the faster horses festival uh, the one that they have at the the racetrack in milan i mean it was cool people watching this country music festival so i mean i mean the women there jesus christ And two, that's also where I realized this is where rock and roll went. Watching all the bands. I was like, well, you want to play guitar now? You want to make a living at it? This is what you got to play. Yeah. That's probably why my gear has gathered dust (laughs) since then. Like, I'm not doing this.
1: Sorry. Yeah, unless you want to play a highly specialized genre of music that, like, literally... People
2: said, I'd rather sit in a cube than do that. Like, that's to say, I, as far as, like, when it comes to music, like, I'd rather sit in a cube than play this shit.
1: Yeah, because, like, I, I'm, like... Yeah, like, maybe blues, like, stoner rock, or stoner metal, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Uh, some type of extreme metal to where it's, like, you better know your crowd engage your crowd, and they better be motivated to come out, because if they're not, you're playing to empty places almost every time.
2: If you're going to make music, and it has to be music you like, I'm sorry, that's just the one compromise I wasn't willing to make, and that's why I don't make music for a living.
1: Yeah, I found myself reaching that point with a cover band, and I was like, okay, I've tried, and I'm 30, I need to give up yeah. the, the 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 trying to make it with, with original music, so my thing was I, I i can't absolutely hate the song i'm covering mm-hmm. and i mean like it, it, it was like well let's cover this daughtry song and i'm like oh, i don't absolutely like hate it hate it but i mean like all right and then it was i want to cover creed and i was like okay i draw the line yeah i can't do it man you know i even i even played a nickelback song Damn. But I was like, I just can't I mean it was an older nickelback song, one of their heavier ones. And of course, you know, everyone would have been more happy to hear Rockstar or you know, How You Remind Me than the one we played. But it's just then I just realized I can't. I but yeah. what I'm making, I can't I I am why do I want to go through this?
2: But yeah, music festivals, the whole I guess the whole point is yeah, show up on we showed up Friday afternoon, Friday night. You know by Sunday night, you're just exhausted, you know by the time the Sunday night headliners on, you're like, "Can we just go
1: yeah well, I mean one of the one of the things that is that that's cool about uh my uh, great aunt and my and uncle is that they live um their property line butts up to the edge of the property where they hold Bonnaroo and oh you, nice, you can sit on their front porch. And it's not I hear over, fish. It's not overbearing loud. Like if you shut the doors and the windows and turn on the air conditioner, you don't hear it. But if you sit on the front porch, you can hear it clear as day. And they're like, you know, I mean, they're God, it's in, it got to be in their seventies, eighties. They're like, a lot of the music we don't like, but we smoke. It's all right, and it's it's just nice to sit on my front porch and listen to music. And I'm like, I, I could now, I could do that. I can do that for three days. <laughs> I get to sleep in my own bed, take a shower every night. I can, yeah, you know, I don't have to pay. Want a glass of water? I just walk in and get one. Doesn't cost me twenty dollars. I, I can, I can, I can do that. But I mean, that's also that's. Believe me, they're much older. That was not a reason they bought that house. Yeah, <laughs> you know free Bonnaroo every year, dude. Yeah, that wasn't it. So.
0: Georgia, and he was looking for Sol- but, oh, God. All right, well,
1: do we, we want to tackle the, time, uh, the little last little subject little I had devil there? Devil sure.
0: ChristopherMedia.net. ChristopherMedia.net.
1: Yeah, it's. it's it, we figured since Aaron doesn't watch this show, it's probably the best time to cover this topic, which is Law & Order SVU has turned into, what did you call it? Law & Order SJW. Yeah, buddy. Okay, so first let me, let, me, let me preface everything I'm about to say with this. Um, Law and Order has always been one of those shows that it's like very consistent. You know what you're going to get, and it's good background stuff. You can just put it on in the background, kind of pay attention to it.
2: it was, I think it was Sarah Silverman did a routine about how you have to fall asleep to it. In New York City.
1: Oh oh yeah. That that oh pff, easily. Easily, easily. Especially with a with a Hulu login where I got twenty years to SVU. I just pick a random season, pick a pick an oh. episode, start playing, I'm out before the second one starts.
2: Oh we always go to sleep to Law and Order. Like Mandy likes SVU. I like the old school. I like the OG Law and Order. It's funny, there's four hundred and fifty six episodes of that. There's still
1: some that come on, like I've never seen this one before. Yeah, especially later in the run. Yeah, where I was like, "Wait, what?" (laughs) Anthony Anderson, Michael Imperioli—that was my favorite team up in the later run. Him Him and uh, Sisto. Sisto. yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, like I was like, Michael Imperioli was on. Yeah, for a hot second. With Dennis Farnia? How Mm -hmm. did? How did I miss that? And you're like, "Oh yeah,
2: that's the DA that the mob kills." But yeah. But but, anyways, SVU is, is. it's becoming ridiculous. It's the, the season premiere this year. Me and, 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 Mandy both joke and talk about Mandy and her, her politics is, you know, she, she's to the left of Aaron, you know, and she jokes with me. It seemed like this year, the season premiere hit like a checklist of everything that happened while they were off. And it's like, it, it's getting a little ridiculous. The, the, oh. the topics they choose to cover and how they're covering them.
1: Well, first of all, I have a friend who she's she's really into it. She's seen all of their all of the episodes, like that, that, that's like her show. And when she found out I liked the show, she's like, you know, so it's one it's whenever we see, you know see each other and have you have you seen this week? Have you seen this week? So, you know, she goes, did you see the season premiere? And I just rolled my eyes and I said yes. And I said if this season is going to be like this. At best, this is going to turn into a hate watch for me. At worst, I'm going to lose interest, like I did the Walking Dead, and just go, I don't care anymore, because I told Aaron the premise of the of the season premiere, and Aaron laughed his ass off when the premise was uh, toxic masculinity between a father and his son, and the way he handles it is he butt fucks his son to toughen them up. And
2: that turns him into a school shooter.
1: Yes. And I'm like, okay, whoa. That is a yeah. no. giant leap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To go from. It's a lot of dots
2: that we're connecting.
1: You know, hey, son, you need to toughen up. Here, so I'm going to. Take this uh, dick. Yeah, I'm going to stick my penis in your butt. That'll toughen you up. And then, you know, this, this turns him into fucking Columbine Part 2. And I was just like, okay, that is the dumbest premise. And I mean, there's been some premises on this show over the years where I'm like, okay, we're really pushing the boundaries of what's believable and what's not. But I mean, that one was like the worst. And something I've noticed is that they used to have like the token two, three episodes a season where it would be the female teacher who has sex with the younger student, male student. The male stripper who gets drugged and raped at the at the bachelorette party i have yet to see that this season every episode is turned into a lifetime movie of women in crisis oh they're going after ben stone what now
2: uh yeah no uh he was uh oh yeah because he was in sports did did you see they're doing that whole line yeah with the the toxic masculinity because he's an ex-athlete who became a
1: lawyer well, yeah, and, and the minute I saw him, all like, oh, sports is bad.
2: That's, they're 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 writing this into it. Uh oh, they're they're going after sports.
1: The minute I saw his character arc uh, started this season with him waking up with two women in his bed, I was like, before we get halfway through the season, he's going to be accused of rape. And it was like five episodes later. Yeah, he's like this chick goes, "Oh my god, twenty years ago you raped me," and the whole thing was they were both blackout drunk. They don't even remember if they had sex, but yet somehow he was going to be charged for it because she couldn't consent. But if he was blackout drunk and she was blackout drunk, neither could consent. In the so the end, it
2: was his buddy.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, they they pulled it out at the end because he just got there. Even though they like to replace their their, their ADAs fairly frequently, uh, he... <laughs> He's gonna last at least a season, I think. Yeah. But I think eventually they're gonna, they're, yeah. well,
2: they're running out of contract because he was probably signed on, uh, he's from, uh, uh, the new Dick Wolf show, the Chicago Law. It got canceled. Okay. So my guess is they he had a contract with NBC, you know, like a, like a lot of times these, these networks will sign people just for, you know, hey, we'll send you to a contract for three years and we'll put you in shit. So my guess is they had to finish out his contract. Hey, we'll throw you in Law & Order until your shit runs out. Because, God damn it, Barbara was my, so far, Barbara was my favorite DA. That is, yes. That is the house favorite, like mine and Mandy's. Like, so far, of all the DAs they've had, Barbara's the man.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was he was my favorite. And when they were got rid of him, I was like, okay, please let this be like when they were going to get rid of Finn. Ice-T's character, and then it turns out they were just like, psych. <laughs> no, yeah. that happened. But no, they actually they gave him the boot, and I was like, God damn it! And I mean,
2: this version of law and order they they will bring back characters. Go out in a weak
1: ass way too. Well, yeah, yeah, that was. I don't know how in line with his character that was because remember when he was he was prosecuting the the drug dealers and they come up to him and he's coming down the steps and they're like you know, keep this up. You know, something bad might happen, and he just goes, okay, and he whips out a pen and paper.
2: He gave him their address.
1: He goes, This is my home address. It's anytime. Anytime. I was like, Oh, that's straight pimp.
0: Yeah. That's so dope. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is just don't. Yeah, come get it, motherfucker. I, I got you. I got you right here. Come get it. But.
0: From no, the streets.
1: I mean, like, it's just. it's It's really. I'm not even sure if I'm caught up because I know that they kind of take a winter break off because of all the Christmas programming and stuff. So I don't think there's been a new episode for a week or two. And I, I, I think I'm caught up. But it's just like I like every time it's like, OK, so how how are women constantly victims and how are men constantly abusers this week?
2: How's my penis make me a bad boy this week? Tell me, SVU.
1: And, I mean, here's here's the thing. It's not even being, like, it's not even being well-written into it. It is so on-the-nose leading with it that it's, like, it's cringeworthy at times. Yes,
2: it's preposterous.
1: You know, and I get it. When 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 Christopher Maloney left, you know, they... Played you know, some other woman? They went to Mariska Hardigay, and they said, Look, you obviously are the, you know the second lead co-lead, whatever you want to call it. We're going to start basing the show around you. And, you know, we're going to bring in new cast and et cetera, et cetera. And she wanted to, you know, shoehorn in the, I'm a working woman who can do it all. So I need to adopt a kid and okay, whatever. All the drug baby. Yeah, 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 her, yeah, the, 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 the drug dealer slash pimp slash rapist. Oh, oh, the
2: thing that they've been doing that's been cringe worthy is how when he's been like just doing little boy shit, like asserting his aggressiveness, how they're building like the tension scenes and having her do like the, you know, the intense stares, like, oh, like, like, like it's bad that he's starting to assert his, you know, his testosterone
1: starting to show up. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, it's something that's- to go to bed and he says no, you, you know, and does shit that he hasn't done before.
1: Which uh, anybody with kids will tell you it happens. He's
2: got testicles. The man juice is going to start flowing. You have a little boy. He's, it's, the aggression's going to show up. It's how I'm you even, deal with it is how he's going to be later in life. You know, if you let I'm him even, start slugging you. By the way, we're talking about fake TV characters, but we don't care.
1: Well, I mean, I'll even go so far as to say uh, I, I, if you have a daughter, she's going to tell you no. And she's going to give you the, the thousand yard stare. And the first one to blink loses. I've been there, you know, and that's when I explained to her, "Honey, this is a battle of wills, and when it comes to me and you, you will lose. Mm -hmm. It's just easier for you to go to bed. Don't take it to anywhere else. You don't want it to go there. Because it's just I, I'm, I'm, you know, I. Sorry, I've, I've, I look at some of. My friends and the way they got away with murder with their parents, and I look at how they are now, and I'm like, nope. And then I, I, you know, but at the same time, I had friends whose parents were like, you know, how dare you act like a child? What do you mean you're bored in school? Drug this child. Get this child to sit still. And they end up with fucking drug addict adults. I'm like, well, yeah, because you've been shoving pills down their fucking throat since they could go to preschool, you know. And I'm kind of waiting to see how they handle it because I'm waiting to see because they already kind of introduced the whole. And I thought they were going to run with this for a while there, the whole uh, child protective services stepping in with with uh, uh, Benson's character and her and her adopted son. Mm-hmm. And then they just they totally like took the chicken shit route. Like it, it, it was something that happened in one episode. N- next episode, it was addressed. Third episode, it was forgotten, and they moved on. And I'm like. He, that's not how it works with Child Protective Services. Yeah, I don't right. give a fuck if you're a cop or not. Once they get a kid and a family in the system, that's how they keep their money coming in. They The system doesn't want to let them go. So, I mean, I'm like, right there, bullshit. You know, like, they are just glossing over something that they could have actually... If, you, if you're trying to save the world, if you're trying to enlighten and get everybody woke, well, that's a pretty good fucking... It's pretty good subject to tackle, but you dropped the ball because it had to go back to, you know, testicles bad, vagina victim, you know, and it's like, oh, God. Yeah, I I mean, I, I and that used to I mean, for a while when I was younger. Yeah, it was must must watched. It. it was like appointment television. Me and the ex-wife would watch it. I'd watch all the reruns on USA when they were on. You know, especially once I'd watch Sports Center four times in the morning. How's Ice Can't Cube not anymore. number Ice Cube?
2: How's Ice T not number two in charge at this point? He's been there for twenty fucking years.
1: Racism? He's he, a black man. He should be reporting.
2: He should be right under Live.
1: I know, right? I'm so. You know what? I was. I gotta say. Remember when they they they, they brought in the? Uh, I think he was a lieutenant who was undercover, and uh what's her face the blonde that i don't care about enough to know her name manda rollins yes and you know he let her know he was undercover and all that and then oh, he knocked he her out? yeah 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 that's the baby daddy not the doctor i was well, that's that the first was baby
2: a- daddy not the new baby daddy
1: she oh okay. currently pregnant see this is this is how much i did. i thought it was still the same baby <laughs> oh no I thought it was that television pregnant like, you can be pregnant for two years, just like, you know, television kids. You know, you, you have them, and for half a season, you don't see them, or they're a baby, and then the next season, they're five years old all of a sudden. <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. Two two days passed between the season finale and the oh, season yeah, premiere. No, yeah, no, she
2: got knocked up like five or six seasons ago.
1: I got see. That's how. Yep. That's how out of the loop I am on yeah. that. But, but yeah, no, I Donald when, Logue,
2: when they, I remember, because it's like, wow, this guy's usually a comic guy. What's he doing on Law and Order?
1: Yeah, when they put him in charge of SVU, I was like, okay, so are they gonna I like I was waiting to see like a major storyline, story arc that would be of you know, him and, it's how much and of Benson law, button heads because
2: It's how much of a Law and Order nerd I am. That's she was on a break. That's why he was brought in. She took a break to go direct some movie. So that's when they really? brought him
1: in. Okay. Yeah, well, I yeah, noticed that,
2: but that, this is what we do every Sunday. We sit around. <laughs> USA has SVU. Uh, look, actually, uh, uh, I think, uh, we has the Rego Law and Order in the mornings till like noon. And then USA has Law and Order or has, has SVU all day. That's what we do every fucking Sunday, dude. We order, we order takeout. We watch Law and Order for 12 fucking hours. In the fall, I switched to football in the afternoon. But you know we're still pregame is you know law and order <laughs> they'll <Don't> kick off
1: <laughs> well I mean I know like I, I was gonna say I know that when when you know stabler left they they, they, they went to Mariska Hardigay and said okay you're you're now the number one and over the you know what eight years or so since he's left she's like you know executive producer and she's she is definitely at the helm of that show and like I get it. You want to, you know, you want to cover subjects that that maybe you feel haven't been covered properly in the past, but it's like, oh my god, it's so heavy-handed and so, yes, corny. So many times now.
2: Yes, there is such a thing as being too on the nose, and I don't think these, and and, and maybe too, it could be maybe we're getting old, or maybe there's just something different with this younger generation. There are many shows, and this show has fallen into that category in the last year, where I can tell that it is younger people writing.
1: Oh, definitely. And it's younger people writing in a very condescending, we have to explain to the older generation how the world really is, because they don't understand.
2: There's a show that's available on CBS online. It's only available online. It was a spinoff of The Good Wife. The wife loved the good wife. She watched it when it ended. We, you know, we started coughing up six bucks a month to CBS online so she could watch this show. Uh, it's called the good fight, you know, and she, we get halfway through it and we, we just had to stop because it, it was like, okay, we get it. You don't like Trump. Like it was so, I get too on the nose, too heavy handed. It was like, oh, it, it's, and it's every, but the stuff's everywhere now. And, it, and it's yeah, and it's the younger generation telling us old, <laughs> us older people, you know, us people in our, or, 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 us geezers in our late thirties and early forties, how the world works.
1: I just I, with the the television that has been produced in the last twenty years, being as of high quality as it's been. E- they have to realize you're taking a step back here. I mean, it, let's just be honest. It, it's, it's not high art. Law and Order never was. You're trying to make it, I understand, you're trying to make it to where it's more culturally important and, you know, in in tune with what's going on yeah. these days. That's let's not fine. forget what we're
2: watching. It's Casa Robbers, everybody. Exactly. Let's not forget that. It's base. That's what we're watching.
1: You know, and I mean, like, they have, like, these little moments where, like, uh, Rollins and Benson were talking, and Benson was talking about abortion, and she's like, you know, women should always have reproductive rights, no matter what. And and Rollins went, why is abortion sacrosanct, but the Second Amendment's up for debate in your mind? And she goes, because the Second Amendment kills people. And I'm like, okay, um... I'm all for I'm pro choice period end of story there's no mm-hmm. argument there uh but you're killing a you're killing a human being okay now mm-hmm. you can argue that you're killing a lump of cells up to a certain age once that child could survive outside of the body you're killing a human being and we do have states that allow late term abortions or third ter- third trimester abortions so not a, and by the way, she said it, and it was like end of discussion. And that right there was like that's where the show is failing because it's a show where they would actually have a discussion.
2: They always use Rollins for the conservative voice because she's from the South.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, right, right. But I
2: mean, you know, at least
1: like, I, what was I, I? Can't remember what the episode was. I but think it was, her,
2: wasn't her retort to that. Well, where I'm from, they say abortion does that too. It was it was something like
1: that. It was along those lines, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Benson shut the conversation down, basically, which is like, okay, that is exactly what I expect someone with her political bent to do at this point. Yeah, I, I don't like the point you made, end the discussion. We're done here. There's not, there's no more reason to talk about it. But I mean, this also goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like politics. Yes, I understand politics is always part of art. I have, I'm not beefing with that, but. Like I, I can't remember exactly the episode, but you know, Munch was always the conspiracy theory, the civil libertarian. Our yes. civil rights are being violated. He was the voice of that. Elliot was more of the, you know, he's he's always it's always he's always at war with what I really want to do to these people, but what I'm obligated by law to do, you know. And and it, it was you know they had a a, a back and forth. And it wasn't just, okay, one states his opinion, the other states his opinion, and the other goes, nope, I don't agree with you, shut it down. It wasn't like that, and now it's become that. And it's so many, it's so much, so much fucking TV I see now. Like, even something like, I brought this up, this the Netflix show, The Ranch. It's complete bubblegum bullshit. It is absolutely something you put on the background, and you don't really have to pay much attention to, and every once in a while something funny, you know, slightly amusing to where I might chuckle happens. It's just it's, it's good time-killing whatever, television, whatever you want to call it, Netflix. Isn't whatever. it
2: Ashton Kusher and Danny Masterson?
1: Well, not anymore. Not Danny Masterson anymore. Now Dak Shepard. Oh. Um. Oh, yeah, they got rid of Danny Masterson once the uh, rape allegations came out. They oh. wrote him completely off the shelf. So
2: essentially it was that 70s show reunion until Danny Masterson started raping.
1: Yeah, I think Topher Grace and uh, Laura Prepon are the only ones that haven't appeared on it. Ah. Like... Everybody from that 70s show has appeared. On
2: it. Fez and Jackie. Ben, uh, well, yeah, Jackie's his. Yeah, friend. Fez. That's, oh, he's married to Jackie in real life. And then, oh, Jackie and Kelso got together for reals.
1: <laughs> Shocking, I know, and that's right? Special. <laughs> but, you know, that show, obviously, it's portraying, you know, salts of the earth ranchers in Colorado. You're going to, I mean, Sam Elliott's like the grumpy old man. He's the he's the father. And, of course, he's like, you know, I can't stand Democrats and Starbucks. But it's played for a laugh, and it's not.
2: Well, it's, actually, Kutcher's <laughs> a farm boy, isn't he? Isn't he from, like, Iowa or Nebraska or something?
1: Yeah, he's from, like, rural, rural Wisconsin or something like that, yeah. I mean, so it's, it's yeah, if you've. If you've lived in those type of areas, that's yeah, that's what it's like. You know, Cedar
2: Rapids, Iowa. I know where that is. I may actually be start going there regularly. So yeah, wow, he's forty. Well, yeah, we're forty. He's our age. I always forget that. Damn.
1: Anyway, yeah, but he's still playing like a twenty-three or thirty-three-year-old on the show. So. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> wow, that's right. Mila Kunis forgot he was married to Demi Moore for eight years, two thousand five to twenty thirteen.
1: Yeah, he got her through those MILF period, and he was like, okay, you're starting to turn into a gilf. Time for you to go.
2: Dude, yeah. I mean, he traded up, man.
1: But, I mean, still, it's like that show, it, 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 it you know, the characters have their say, it's, it, 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 but it never forgets what it is. It's there to entertain. Yeah. And to me, if you, if, if you are just, if you are putting out political art and you don't care if it entertains people, then don't get upset when people go, I'm not entertained, I'm turning the channel. Mm-hmm. I'm not obligated to watch your show. Period. End of story. That's all there is to it. Yeah, just because you put out something doesn't mean people are obligated to, to pay attention to it. You know, Believe me, as someone who played original music all through my 20s, I know that feeling. So don't tell that to Twitter. Well, I mean, it's, yeah. Twitter's nothing but...
2: It, uh, I've realized social media is like nothing but the world's giant biggest jerk-off session. No, you're looking is for somebody else's hand to help you.
1: What you're looking you for? D- you know, Dutch rudder, some random <laughs> yeah. stranger on Twitter. It's yeah. not gay as long as our balls don't touch. Yeah, don't make eye contact. But no, I mean, but then there's other shows. Like, I mean, it's just you look at you look at like shows like Sopranos, The Wire, Breaking Bad. Wasn't a big fan of it, but I understand that Mad Men was, you know. It it, it it was more than it appeared to be you know what i'm saying even even if when, even the bubblegum entertainment shows like sons of anarchy which is essentially a male soap opera managed to remember we're here to entertain first yeah people, you know people people should want to watch you exactly you know and then there was you know the shows like weeds you know oh yeah that was pretty heavy-handed in their in their in their Some of their viewpoints, but I mean, at the same time, it was outlandish situations because you had Kevin Nealon run around high through the whole show, like literally, (laughs) like
0: that motherfucker
1: was high the entire filming of that show. So, I mean, wasn't acting? No, no. Kevin Nealon's not that good of an actor.
2: Kevin (laughs) Nealon really likes the weed, huh?
1: (laughs) Yeah, he's yeah. That's when you realize, like, wow, he's kind of like a Bob Saget light. Nah. He doesn't take it. He doesn't take it to the extent that Bob Saget does, but he can get out there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just feel like like if you're if you've been around for twenty years, step your game up. Come on now. Like the, the, I understand that eventually quality is going to go down, but it, go down swinging. I mean, I almost feel like they've like NBC's told them, this is your make or break season. And then everybody on that show who's in charge of that show said, 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 fuck it. If we're going out, we're going out in a blaze of glory doing what we want.
2: I think I read that the ratings are good, so I think they're getting
1: season 21. Let me see. Well, I mean, there's also never underestimate the American public's insatiable desire for police procedurals. Because how many CSIs or whatever the fuck are there now? Uh, I don't even know. I mean, there's NCIS this, NCIS that, CSI this, CSI that, and they're all the exact same shows with interchangeable cast, interchangeable plots. I mean, I've I've never watched. Uh, shit, you just brought it up. Gary played Bobby Axelrod used to be on that, Homeland. Mm-hmm. You know, but I understand it. It's not just like it's not a Law and Order type cop procedural. You know what I'm saying? Like it. it, it it goes into and explores other things, you know, via storylines. Like, that's what, I don't know, that's what she, you should aspire to be. But, I mean, fuck it, man. ACDC has been releasing the same album for fucking 50 years. So, yeah, I, I guess people like it. I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it's it's, it's kind of become a hate watch. Like, okay. How can I roll my eyes at this shit this week? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. What ridiculous way will I be told I'm a bad person this week?
1: But, I mean, you know, it, as it, just to touch on it real quick, that's I used to watch The Walking Dead. I mean, I, when The Walking Dead first came out, I was the only one out of all my group of friends that watched it. There's, there's no ooh there. It's just no one was, everyone was like, there's some comic book bullshit about zombies. Who gives a fuck? By the end of season one, they were like, that's a really good show. I liked it. And I'm like, okay. Then everybody was watching it. And then the whole Negan storyline came out. And then after that, I was just like, why am I still watching this show? It is just, it is broke up into two seasons of, I believe, eight to ten episodes in the first and second half. They resolve the cliffhanger, usually in the first first episode or two. Then they talk. For eight episodes, and they do the mid-season cliffhanger.
2: I couldn't get past the farm. Heats. I oh, think that was season two. I couldn't get off the farm.
1: Yeah, now this is how much you're a Law and Order nerd. Just how much I was a Walking Dead nerd. That Frank Darabont, the guy who directed, you know, Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile, and was the the show creator and runner uh, for that show, was fired after season one, and AMC basically cut their budget like a lot. So they had to scrap their whole fucking idea for season two and they just had to stay on that fucking farm. Because they were not supposed to be on that farm that entire season. And I tell people, I'm like, if you're wanting to get into it, watch all of season one, watch the first two episodes of season two, watch maybe the last two episodes of season two. And if you're still interested, you'll like it, at least up until it gets like really, there's four episodes of Negan walking around with a baseball bat talking about how he's gonna fuck somebody up before he does anything. I don't need four hours of Jeffrey Dean Morgan chewing scenery. You know, come on, let's get to the point here. <laughs> you know. We get it. Somebody's going to die. You don't need to keep fucking teasing it. And but I've I've completely lost interest. Like this I have no idea how the last season ended. They killed off Rick, a main character. I have no idea how he or I don't know if they killed him off. He left the show. I have no idea how they wrote him out of the show. I don't even think Aaron watches anymore. And Aaron used to have the 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 app so he could watch it live as it was premiering.
2: And now he's he's mentioned that interest level has waned on that show. He doesn't make time for it anymore.
1: So, I mean, well, that's the other thing. There's a lot of other good shows out there. Too much TV. Aaron's, you know, he's like, have you watched The Americans? I'm like, Nope. And he's like, I think you'd really like it and he'd check it out. And then I've had three or four other friends say the same thing and then I realized Carrie Russell was in it and he's like, Oh, first episode, she's but- booty naked like behind some ass. guy. Yeah, I'm like, Oh, okay, why haven't I watched this episode? you know, this show? Then you know, he's like, If you watch Legion, I'm like, Nope. He's like, Your girl's in it. I'm like, which one? Aubrey Plaza. And she- she's new to that. I'm like, Why haven't I watched this show? <laughs> Wearing skin tight <laughs> bodysuit. I, st- I, st- man, I still really gotta get to try to get in Parks and Rec. I just that's a lot of TV to catch up on, man. <laughs> like, can I skip season one or something? Like, is there a, a is there a jumping on point, or do I need to watch them all? I mean,
2: yeah, start season two. Season two is when the show really started being what it was. Season one was six episodes. Yeah, and, it, and it, it, season one really isn't what the show was. Season two is where it started being what it was. It show really, show really. It starts, it starts really hitting its groove. Season three, and then after that, it's on. Season three, um, boom, like they they hit their groove.
1: Okay, see, that's what the ex wife said about The Office. She started watching The Office at season two. She went out and bought the DVD set, and it was an, it was an abbreviated season one. I think there was only like mm-hmm. ten or twelve episodes. And she's like, "Yeah, season one you can skip. Season two, that's where you need to start." And I'm like, yeah. All right, okay, fair enough. Yeah. But, yeah, this this is this is what you get to look forward to, kiddies, as you get older. <laughs> Sitting at home watching television.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's
1: great. Bitching about music festivals you have no intention of going to. <laughs> yeah. And
2: everybody you, losing their goddamn mind.
1: You fucking kids with your Atari's... Twenty six hundred and your Dan Fogelberg albums.
2: (laughs) Get off our lawn. Your cable with your sixty-two channels. Your clickers. (laughs) That actually used to click. My parents had one of those. You can put it to your ear and actually hear it.
1: Oh yeah, dude. My grandmother's first VCR had a there was a cord connected to the remote. Damn. Yeah, so she had to sit on a certain part of the couch if she wanted to use the remote for the VCR, or else she just got up and pressed play. Yeah, good times. It's one of them top-loading things. It sounded like an airplane was going to explode when you started
0: it off. <laughs> 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 All
1: right, so wrap this one up. Yeah, that's
2: it. That's it for this show. That's it for the show in 2018, because the next show will be in 2019. We'll be recording in 2019. Right, thanks everybody who's listened this year. We're on Spotify now. If you're an independent guy, the little guy is now allowed to put a podcast on Spotify. This has to be new because I've been checking, it seems, for, for a while every week. Uh, when they first started doing podcasts on Spotify, they were only dealing with like providers, you know, your, your Libsyns, you know, your Buzzsprouts, your Blueberries, that, that kind of stuff. People who actually hosted podcasts. But your little guys, your independent guys, your DIY guys like us, you couldn't get your podcast on Spotify. Well, not, no more. Check us out on Spotify. It's another play, you know, in addition to Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, or just just cut out the middleman. Just go to ChristopherMedia.net. Uh, podcasts got to get their shit together, though. There's There's so many ways to listen. It's so hard to get a true measure of how many listeners you have
1: yeah that's uh, yeah it with so many formats to download it from mm-hmm. honestly, honestly here, I guess I'll, <laughs> I'll do this if you if you really like the podcast and you really want to help the best way to listen is to go to crystal media because we're we're gonna get the raw the raw results, and on top of that, you can click through the Amazon banner, yeah, doesn't cost you anything extra enough people do that there's a much larger podcast than us who are like, yeah, we get decent income from people doing that. Yeah. yeah you we know, have, to have
2: jobs. We'd like to not have jobs.
1: Yeah. What's your job podcaster. So you're unemployed. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? I was a professional musician who was paid infrequently for a long time. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm already used to it.
0: But yeah, the-
2: Thanks to everybody who's listening 20... Hey, everybody, in, like, what, in, in what, a couple weeks? We're halfway there. We're halfway there with Donnie John, officially, in, in a few weeks. It already uh, feels like it's been a full term.
1: Again, it feels like we've been carrying a baby the entire term, too. It's like, oh. It's, yeah. Just birth this thing, and get it done with.
2: Yeah, but thanks for listening in... Oh, excuse me, right at the end of the show, I get the hiccups. Thanks for listening 2018, and we'll see you in 2019.
1: All right. Later, guys.
0: ChristopherMedia.net <laughs> <laughs>